to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front, our movie this week. Another scary October Halloween's kind of movie-ish thing with terror and the blob. Ah! The 1988. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, creeps and crawls and slides across the floor. Creature feature. The door. Beware of the blob. It by Chuck Russell and Trey Stokes. Yeah. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry. Press play, press pause. When the badly rotoed wings horse thing fades to black. And in a second, I'll say three to one on pause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play and we'll watch the movie you know together what? in... You put wings on a horse by yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> you optically attach wings to a horse. Uh, that's Go fair right enough. Ahead. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, this time it'll be with four friends in your head, one of whom is largely responsible for the blob in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. My name is... Well, uh, I don't like to brag, but... <laughs> yeah. Always Teague Christie, my friend Brian William Venditor. Greetings. Uh, Michael Dirkman Scott. I'm largely responsible for the blob on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> is that where that came from? Yeah. And Trey the Amazing Blob Stokes. That, keep, keep that, that cushion, cushion Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sticky from this movie. This movie, uh, in, in the uh, in the long-standing tradition of uh, 80s creature feature horror films, we've done The Fly, we did The Thing, uh, let's have a gander at this blob thing. Uh, which uh, Dorkman on the fly and then uh, also on the thing. I think we did the thing first, but I might be wrong. On the fly. He did it on the fly. Uh, <laughs> Zing! Was talking about... Zip buzz. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> was talking about what he likes about horror movies and how he classifies them, and uh, he hadn't seen this movie and watched it yesterday and said it was great. I so loved I'm, so it. We're gonna, so we're going to talk to him more than me because... <laughs> this movie was not much beloved when it first came out, so it's nice that the the kids are discovering it. I'm, the, uh, I'm I, happy. I don't particularly care for horror films, and I watched this movie to prepare for this and indeed it is that uh it was fun to watch and i actually the thing i liked the most even if i didn't know you was the way sometimes when the blob is moving it sort of sucks into itself and then it, it's a very complicated looking puddle of goo in some cases and i'm interested to learn about it mm. but that being said i probably would not have seen it had we not been doing it for the scary month brian uh yeah likewise i mean hard movies in the horror genre have never really been my bag of goo, uh, <laughs> so I probably wouldn't have seen it otherwise as well. But uh, yeah, it's always nice when you look at something that your friend did and you're genuinely impressed, which mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that I was, because okay. I know you've mentioned before, like, yeah, I'm sure we'll do the blob some fun, and, and you've talked about how hard it was to puppeteer basically a big sack of goo, and watching the movie, I was like, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this commentary. Yeah. Uh, so well, I'm excited. Dorkman, what were you expecting and what did you see? I don't know quite what I was expecting. It was a long time. I mean, I mean, I do like the horror genre. I've been very disappointed in recent years because the horror genre has largely been superseded by the violence genre, and people think it's the same thing, um, or the torture genre, even more specifically. But, um, you know, it's it's. So I didn't know what to expect. It. I. I did go without seeing this movie for a long time just because the fucking the cover of the DVD case scares the <laughs> shit out of me. It's it's t- I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I'd always look at it and I wanted to see it, but there were it was always like, I don't think I'm in the mood for that movie. Whatever is happening, I am not prepared to deal with it. So um, so it's only, only when we decided to do it for this that I was like, alright, I have to watch it this week and I just have to well, I have to watch it. Just drink a bunch of Red Bull uh, and strap exactly. yourself down. Yeah. Exactly, and um, uh, I didn't. I I didn't know what to expect. Um, a lot of people, you know, it, it doesn't have a great reputation uh, no. critically or whatever. Um, so I was really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I think there's definitely, and I'm I'm 
I, I'm also very much looking forward uh, to hearing how much you did it. I'm also looking uh, interested in hearing how much of a a conscious um, relationship to the thing there mm. was, okay. um, because there's a lot. It, it it's bit definitely from kind of the same. Not the same world in terms of the story world, but same school. The effects in the same school and the yeah. same the same the same school of effects. Number one, I feel like you can tell me a better uh, than uh, than I can guess, but um, also the same school of horror. The same the same school of uh, what you talked about. I can't remember which which movie we did it, it might but have been like the thing. it was either the thing. Or it was or probably the, the thing or the fly. Talking about how you know the difference between horror and terror is horror is. Um, things beyond your, your comprehension, your comprehension yeah, and, and experience. Ter- and, Guy with a knife is terrifying. A blob that digests you is horrifying. Yeah, and it and it is, and it's it's so incredibly well done. And the other thing I really, just from an effect standpoint, and and um, the tension is so great because as we'll talk about, it's like. Blob, don't give a fuck. You're the main character. I'm going to eat you. Yeah. I don't care what the movie thinks you I'm are. the blob, bitch. I am the blob, and I'm going to eat your face. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's a lot of tension because you're like, fucking anyone could die. And especially when you're feeling there's like, all right, there's three essentially identical characters here. One of them is going to <laughs> Someone's die. Someone's going down. Um, <laughs> and the movie can continue. But also um, – it's very smartly written, which is kind of no surprise uh, with Darabont. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's some cheesy dialogue and stuff like that uh, here. And Kevin and there Dillon, throughout. fun fact, made of cheese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, very much Gouda. But uh, uh, what I really appreciated about it was how, with a few exceptions, everyone acted like human beings would in this situation they were going all right here we are in the situation we want to get out of it here are available options what are we going to do and they chose what to me always appeared to be the wisest one as opposed to the one that would keep the story going <laughs> right you know and then and then, you get undressed i'll go after the cat exactly and then reasons reasons instead were found to make that what appeared to be the wisest choice, actually the wrong choice yeah. and uh ways to get them out of situations that i was genuinely like this fucking chick is gonna about to get eaten by the blob, and it's just this. The, I don't know who the main character is about to be now, but she's she's about to not be in this movie anymore. And then she'd get out of it, and I'm like, oh, awesome, okay, cool. So it 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 consistently surprised and subverted my expectations. So I really appreciated that, as opposed to a movie where I'm like, okay, and now here's the stinger and the cat and the blob is behind her and blah blah blah. So um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Wow. Trey, how did you feel about the movie itself? At the time? At the time. At the time. Um, well, the check cleared. Yeah. The oh, check, no, no, yeah. Well, no, we're going to get into all that, but talk about the movie itself. The, you know, I... Because you've worked on great movies and you've worked and I've, on... And I've worked on other movies. Yeah. Um, well, this was my first real movie. I mean, I had done a very low-budget film that uh, did not see the light of day and, to my knowledge, never has was technically my first movie that I had any great involvement with, um, other than working briefly in the art department on a, a movie called uh, Creature, which is a total alien knockoff. But I just literally worked in the set department. I had nothing to do with creatures in that movie. Uh, this was suddenly I ended up on Ironically. this. Yeah, strangely <laughs> enough, yeah. I ended up on this movie and ended up being extremely integral to the making of the movie, and uh, we, we shot it at DreamQuest, so I also got to see a lot of the process of visual effects coming together and you know got to be going to dailies and and work with the visual effects department on on getting elements together and it was really was a, a very a beginning crash course in in visual effects as well which uh, I didn't expect to get involved in but uh, and also that led to um, this movie led almost immediately I think there wasn't more than a couple of weeks downtime to me getting on the abyss which 
this movie got me onto the abyss. So, um, so they're very connected in my head because they're kind of overlapping in terms of my, my resume. But, um, and, and that also was a dream quest. And so when I, I got on the abyss, I'm like, Oh, I know the guys at dream quest. We just shot, you know, three months at dream quest. And so we, you know, I know those guys. And so that, that also helped a lot on the abyss. Cause I already knew, you know, I could call up the head of dream quest and go, Hey, so let me ask you a question about our, our, you know, underwater swimming creatures. So, but I didn't see the whole movie because like uh, still happens to this day when you're in a visual effects business, you usually don't see the rest of the movie. You only see the stuff you did. And of course, there's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie that isn't anything to do with the blob. And half the stuff that does have to do with the blob was first unit stuff. Um, so a whole bunch of this movie I had not seen. I don't recall there being a cast and crew screening or I don't recall there being one that I saw. So a bunch of us who worked on the movie on opening night went down to Hollywood Boulevard to get the full on, let's see it with a real audience experience. And that was, I, as I recall, the first time I saw the entire movie. Um, and how got, was the response? Well, it was a small house, unfortunately, because the movie did not uh, do well at the box office. Um, and I was kind of like, Oh, okay. That was kind of fun. You know, it was like, it was like, I saw this whole movie and at the end, toward the end, except for a few shots here and there that I worked on at the end, suddenly there was this thing that I'd been working on. Like, Oh look, that's me. Um, but I remember being oh, like, you didn't do any of the onset stuff with very okay. few exceptions. There's like one or two things that I can tell you stories about, but, wow. but the onset stuff was in a completely different group of people. Um, I mean, I was there when they were you know working right. on the stuff, but I didn't actually wasn't on set for most of it. But, uh, but if we came out, the thing I remember most about that screening was we came out and we're standing on Hollywood Boulevard going, wow. So, Hey, you know, we're all very new to the, the business. A lot of those guys have gone on one of them guys, Bill Corso, who's now Harrison Ford's makeup artist and an, an Academy award winner. But then he was fresh out of makeup school. And uh, we're standing on the street corner in Hollywood Boulevard at you know two in the morning, going, "Wow!" So that happened. And Chuck Russell, the director, walks out of the theater. He come he come to the exact same too. theater and seen the exact same screening to to see it with an audience. And we're like, "Hey, hey, Chuck, how's it going?" You know, and he was like, "Yeah, small house. So what are you going to do?" Um, so this is it's this is the first big movie I was ever part of, and I ended up doing a lot on this movie, and it. Uh, you know, really gave me a big kickstart in, in getting in the visual effects creature business and uh, I'd be forever grateful. And there's there's a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, considering what we had to work with, I'm I'm fairly proud of a lot of the stuff we were able to pull off for this movie. So after all that theater fag bullshit, this is the first interesting part of your behind the music? Pretty much, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Cool. There's about 10, yeah, I came out here, I went to film school, there's about 10 years of nothing much worth talking about, and then then I did this movie. With that being said, I hope you have your DVD synced up to the point where the TriStar logo faded to black. It had great wings. Much better wings than I could do. <laughs> by hand. And by don't hand, you like, forget it. By hand, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being After said. After effects and a bottle of whiskey, sure. Yeah. Have but. your mouse or remote ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, unpause. Blob. Now, Blob. Someone explain to me why all the horror movies are called the something movies because i'm you know i'm afraid of a th i'm afraid of a thing or a fly <laughs> yeah. or a blob well you don't want it to be a thing yeah. because then it, it feels like well where's the thing yeah like this second because blob just wouldn't have cut yeah. it quite. i guess it was the i don't know if it was this one or, i think it was the original yeah by the way this is based off of a 50s movie St steve mcqueen's debut yeah, yeah 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 or yeah when um young, and young steve mcqueen they wanted to blob. call it the glob but they're like oh we can't let's go well, they, they were yeah. also it was going uh, it was going to be called the molten meteor because Ooh. that's what it looks like when it first comes down. But then it's kind of like a meatball. But then everyone is not the the, the original, Johnny. obviously not this one. Shirley Smith, by the way, you recognize she's now, now in the Saw, Saw yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, I, I that's actually yeah. I was watching this. I'm like, oh, her, awesome. Yeah. Uh, here's a little 2001. Yeah, a little 2001, including riff. the the music. Yeah. Is even doing a little Jeffrey Demond, who's now been a Frank Darabont regular pretty much ever since. Uh, yeah, there are two guys from Shawshank in this. 
but um, I don't know what's German going on and, with uh, Paul McCartney. Ca- like Candy Clark, of course, from American Graffiti. She's the uh, she's the girl that uh, Terry picks up. I feel like I've seen this in th- this kind of title. You know, the black with the either blue or purplish glow behind yeah. it in a number of horror films from this uh, Paul McCrane recognized. Paul McCrane, that's Conrad. Right. Del Close. Del Close is also uh, uh, infamous in his own way. This is the little town of uh, Abbeville, Abbeville, Louisiana, I believe, um, and uh, where they shot the shot location, uh, which I was not part of, had nothing to do with. Um, but it's a little town called Abbeville, which they renamed Arborville for the uh, for the movie. But this this opening scene one one thing I remember about this and of course it's a it's a it's a it's a town in Louisiana edited by Terry Stokes Terry Stokes the editor they misspelled nope. your name no relation yeah and a second at the football game they say Terry Stokes yeah, yeah. A little reference yeah and that freaked me out yeah um, but the fact that this is a town in Louisiana where it does not snow in Louisiana so this trying to make it seem like a mountain town that depends on the snow season when in fact it's a Louisiana town that it never snows in so all this set decoration and everything is all sort of to make it look i mean that's very that's very antebellum south there so tony gardner who's uh, i believe still around um Tony Gardner did any any effects that involved a human actor with a blob was generally a Tony effect, and anything that was just the blob in a miniature set was a Lyle Conway effect that I worked that I worked on. So I worked for Lyle, um, and Lyle, of course, was the guy who did Audrey Two for Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, while we were making this movie, he had to go to the Oscars to see if he won the Oscar for Little Shop of Horrors, which I don't believe he did. So your stuff is a lot of the sewers and all that stuff. The right? sewers and the you know the whole town finale at the end, and uh, little bits and pieces throughout. So once in a while, I would go to the first unit set. My first day on the movie, I went to first unit to do a very specific shot, which will come up in the movie, and we can I can talk about that. But uh, but for the most part, what I did was miniature unit, which we shot out in Simi Valley at DreamQuest. Dorkman, why do you like these horror movies so much? Are you just a glutton for scary things? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't. I, I I'm not sure. I do you can like movies say... as a medium to scare? <laughs> it's not. It's the genre. It's not just horror movies. I mean, I like horror novels as well um i was a big fan of stephen king until he got hit by a van and was possessed by someone else when he came (laughs) back um and uh uh you know i've i've always been interested in that just i i feel like it's an offshoot of uh you know an interest in sci-fi and fantasy because it tends to overlap in fact a lot of times they'll call um a lot of publishers refer to horror as dark fantasy because horror is a low pulpy genre and they don't want to say that they do horror but they really do and they just call it dark fantasy um and is so is fantasy supposed to be higher class i comparatively yeah weird I mean, harry potter yo no but back in the you know it, oh, yeah. for a while but well, anyway wow. shawnee's rocking some serious 80s hair <laughs> <laughs> at the time when, when this guy didn't first even notice in his first shot two two or three shots ago i would have bet money it was the kid from Smallville. What's uh-huh. his name? It yeah. looks a lot like him. It looks. It looks. It looks like a um um, a con- uh, the love child of Tom Welling and Dave Foley. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Donovan Leach, and I believe I believe he is the son of the singer Donovan. They call me Mellow Yellow. So uh, I believe that's Donovan Junior, basically. Mm. And Ricky Paul Golden there, strangely enough, um, the producer that I did Arc with, um, he and that, that other the sidekick actor there, Ricky Paul Golden. Um, they, they, their game's first television series was something they created together. You know, it's funny because I honed uh, – in that one little quick crowd shot, I honed right in on the priest. I'm like, he cursed me out. Yeah, Something is wrong with him. That's Del Close. Del so, Close was – Del Close was comes from Second City. He was a mentor to uh, uh, John Belushi and a bunch of those guys and all the Second City people. Um, he died not that long ago, and um, he had his uh, he had his skull removed, and uh, it's, at, it's at whatever theater department he used to – 
teach at, and they wow. you know, they use it for you know when they do Hamlet. He's wow. like, when, when, when you, I want to be York when you do Hamlet. Wow. So Del Close's skull is. Apparently, I'm assuming that was his idea. Oh yeah, it's totally his idea. That's genius. That we, makes him such. We a took cool a picture. Guy. I used to. I think I don't know if I kept it, but uh, Del was great. He'd come around to the blob shop and just hang out because he was just a fun guy, and he would just tell like stories like, "Oh my God," because the stuff Del had been part of. <laughs> um, and he would, and he would. So I got a picture. I got a shot of Dell. We had a, a Polaroid of Dell sitting, surrounded by blob parts, smoking his little, uh, his little nice. uh, we- weed pipe. You know, because <laughs> he was always stoned to the eyeballs. This isn't a great shot because it's not really clear what's going on. Yeah. You can't see the gap. Yeah, exactly. in the bridge. I was initially, but then really they, this, this shot tells until it. finally. Yeah, yeah. look at look at that little prepubescent uh, Johnny drama. Johnny drama. drama. How about that? It's interesting. I always wanted to. Uh, this was my opinion. I very rarely feel like screaming, "Get a haircut, hippie!" But yeah. right about now, he was, said, and he was really very much trying to get out from under his, you know, brother's shadow at this point because Matt was already a big deal at this point, and no one had ever heard of uh, of Kevin. So. It, it's funny what you say about the priest actor and his stoner habits. That I, prior to moving here and doing this for a little while, still, but more then, I would always be like. You know, if I was an actor, I would really want to just go and hang out in different places with those guys and make friends with them and just see how their stuff works just because I'm a curious person. It's always really refreshing to hear about someone who's like, I just came to hang out at the effects shop because clearly that's the coolest place you could possibly <laughs> yeah. be in the world. Del liked to just come and hang out, and we loved it when Del would come hang out because, you know, tell us another John Belushi story. Well, okay, and then, you know. This one time we were coked out of our minds. Yeah, exactly. We were starting to coke. Gary <laughs> Fisher had a I'm bush. Not... You could hide a VCR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of this actually happened, but I'm going to yeah. tell it like I remember it. <laughs> Might have been a dream, but still, it's a good story. I have to say, it's not clear to me why he wiped out. The idea I is understand that... the story purpose that later on is the thing. Yeah, hey, this guy's got a dog like mine. The idea Slow is clap. his his, uh, his, uh, his motorcycle engine doesn't, doesn't yeah it dies stay oh, okay. engaged. It, okay. it kicks. I liked I liked the idea. He's just you know picking up cans for recycling or whatever. But it almost looks like he's just pouring one out for his dignity. <laughs> yeah, it's like one for there you. you. There you go. <laughs> one for my homies. Yeah. <laughs> one to your fallen homie of your dignity. <laughs> this guy and then this guy as Jeffrey Demond. He's the first of our two Shawshank guys. He's the lawyer and in that's Candy Clark. Uh, Candy was uh, you know again. Candy's the the chick that uh, Terry the Toad picks up in American Graffiti. Which is, and she was, and I was, the first thing I did was the dishwashing guy going down the sink. That was my first day on this movie. Okay. So, um, and there was Candy Clark, and I was like geeking out, like, it's Candy Clark! It's Candy Clark! She was in American Graffiti! That's so cool! No one else I'd ever seen before in my life, but Candy Clark, uh, you know, I knew who she was. And, uh, I was under the sink with this rig that, uh, when we get to the scene, I'll, I'll tell more about it, but I'm, I'm there on the set, and it's like a real movie. This whole set here is, uh, you know, a set set that they built, and, and, inside uh, a building. Inside of a building. <laughs> but it yes. looks like a it looks place like crazy. With it lights like and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I was amazed. I didn't know they could do such things. And I'm under the sink. I got the sink with the bottom cut out of it, and I'm there with this piece of rubber and goo and slime. And my first day on the movie, going, you know, what the hell's going on? And uh, and we, I don't know if we'd done the take yet, but uh, suddenly I heard this this voice, this woman's voice, go, "Oh, it's just a guy." And I turn around, and there's Candy Clark looking down at me, like she'd gone to see, like, "Oh, I can't wait to see this blob," you know, because she'd never seen any blob right. stuff at that point in the movie. So, and here's this, like, this, you know, this guy is laying under the sink with, you know, in the sawdust and slime, going, "Hi, how you doing?" You know, and she, and she had this, <laughs> hey, look at the earth, this, yeah, exactly. She had this like disappointment in her voice when she, you know, Candy Clark looked at me and expressed disappointment. That was my first day on the set. You are just a guy. I am just a guy, and she was not. She was That's not the first time in history that. a woman has been disappointed that the guy wasn't a blob. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, oh, it's just a guy, as opposed it's, to it's oh, not it's a hideous a, creature. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> I'm off at a I like. I like this. Now little he thing. is not just a guy. Just small no. little hints. Uh, I just 
there, there's a, a good amount of, of kind of um, directorship here. Some bits are a little heavy handed, like the inner, you know, intercutting of the crowd going "go, go" and him yeah. on the motorcycle. Yeah. But some of the little bits there, like the very um, kind of sharp sound of him tearing it to get us out of the scene. Like it's yeah. hard to sometimes to figure out how to get the fuck out of a scene. Yeah. And to, to some keep nice moments or something yeah. just to put a con- but but especially the kind of the the is that a poster for the thing, by the way? No, it's a poster for the fake slasher movie that features in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The just little harsh moments to kind of keep that feeling because it's very right. small town and cool and stuff, but occasionally there's very sharp little sounds or or something to kind of keep yeah. you a little on it. I feel bad for Kevin Dillon, his character in the movie, because it's such a small town. He basically is the juvenile delinquency yeah. of the town. <laughs> so the sheriff just follows him all day long. <laughs> Get my eye on you. Now, what's weird about this this town here is that, of course, I never went to the real town. Um, but that main street, we had the whole thing built in miniature. So I'm in- intimately familiar with that street, but only at one-tenth scale. So it's very weird to see all those buildings and uh, see them that they really exist somewhere in the world, that uh, this is a real town. What does a snow-making machine do? Why would they have that? Are, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, this isn't, this isn't a trick question. Yeah. I know it makes snow, but for what purpose? Because are, are they going to do that like on? Because usually, if you're going to have like a slope that you then you, add snow to, there's a machine there. Yeah. Well, the the quick answer is because they need it to kill a blob later in the movie. This well, is, it's, 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 well, it's it also has a snow plow on it, so I'm very that's, confused. Well, that's we talked about this. 20 years ago on the set, it's like, why does it blow snow in front of it and then have a plow on it? It's like, you would think a snow machine might, might blow, the snow, self, might blow the snow out vehicle. the back of the machine. I follow that. That makes sense. But uh, it's you know, a self-fulfilling I saw an, I, vehicle. I, I, there's, there was an old Max. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the snake that eats itself. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Ouroboros. Ouroboros. There's, Ouroboros. There was an old Max Fleischer cartoon that, that was talking about California and like westward expansion and stuff like that. And there was a, it, it had a train that had like a like a toilet paper roll almost in front of it, but with the tracks. So just as it went, it laid yeah, down the tracks down in front track, of it. Yeah. Nice. I was for for quite some time. I was like, that would totally work. <laughs> That's <laughs> work. Why don't people just do that? Yes. We, you mean we, you can't really make a dog run by taping a stick to its back and hanging yeah. a carrot off it? <laughs> we, and then I and we then didn't I invent thought, that. We didn't invent that technology. We refined it. And now we call it a tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it lays down its own road as it goes. Picks it up too. Yeah. Very convenient. I just I, is there an, is there an answer to the question about the snow machine? It's because it it was it's that, literally it, an it was needed it, to kill the blob later in the movie. It's so like, it's not a real thing that exists. No, not in that. Well, form, snow machines. No. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, I mean they're ski towns, ski towns can make snow, and they can uh, they, might even yeah. have a truck that makes snow, but a snow that shoots it out the front and has a plow on it. I don't think they make them like that. Right. That would it's, seem it's, a little inefficient. It's, it's your one shop stop for snow related activity. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It also has sleds for wheels. This, uh, by the way, an optical thing here, the guy's chimney is uh, is actually a miniature. Uh, oh, when it comes yeah. through and blasts his chimney, the chimney itself has been added to the uh, to the house. And this is a, it had nothing to do with this, but I watched it in dailies, and they explained it to me and all that. So so that you can see that the interactive light, it was supposed to hit the chimney, but then they decided not to do that. But if you look at the chimney, the chimney is totally fake, and the interactive light doesn't work on it. So they had to put oh. the chimney back, even though they didn't hit it with the meteor. <laughs> but then it's gone right there. Yeah, exactly, because it's not, it's not yeah. real. They don't really have one on there. I like how he grabs an axe. That's supposed to have been exploded by that point. Hano, buddy, do you read me? <laughs> I still can't believe in the Empire commentary that we suffice to say that there are both a meteor and a probe, and that's why there's two explosions on the ground. That blows my mind and pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm still not over that Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> now, this, this scene always struck me as funny because this is an old joke. And they actually yeah, just yeah. yeah, they actually just wrote this into into a movie. They a just took, urban legend. Yeah, they just took Now this. I don't understand 
why Art Lafleur or whatever his name is, the that, pharmacist. That, you got it, yeah. Uh, well, no, whatever his uh, character's name is. He's one of my favorite character actors. Why he has it in for the other guys? Whatever. Like, what that guy needs is a muzzle. It's like, did I miss something? Why, yeah, why because, does he hate that kid? Oh, because, because he's a father, because, and he's, yeah. he, he thinks, what if it was my own kid? Oh, he's just running around fucking exactly. girls. And- exactly. So the pharmacist is now judging people that have sex? The pharmacist judges everyone who has sex. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. He but he has a daughter. That's their yeah. job. There's Dell. He looks so much like uh, uh, the guy from Raiders. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Belloc or the black Ian, no. Ian Holm? No, uh, the Chinese one. Or Mongolian, whatever he is. Are you talking about him? No, no. no. The guy with the the coat hanger. That the sh- guy with sh- the hand? He looks nothing he's like that Asian guy. of some kind. I'm sorry, no, Eddie. He's, he's Asian of some kind. Oh, to- oh Tote. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Tote. Tote yeah. is German. Tote's German. Yeah, Tote's German. Yeah. He looks Asian. Oh, wow. so now we're going to go that oh, way with he it. He does. Eddie's going to be pissed. Go look at him again! <laughs> Gregory Harbin just because he a post speaks about German doesn't mean he is anyway <laughs> these are all inside forum jokes have fun people that don't go to the forum anyway you can have fun by joining um, but I, I actually like people I, I, I read up on on the blob and people <laughs> reacting to it people don't people are annoyed by this scene because like it's a joke and there's the payoff and everything yeah um, but they're like it doesn't really go anywhere I'm like but the point is <laughs> it goes somewhere later yeah the, well and the point is that it's it's making it's forcing you to think that that guy you know the the, the, lead. the guy in the in the letterman jacket yeah. is the lead yeah you know because the you movie think, does totally pull a psycho yeah the yeah. movie's telling you that's where it's going it's yeah. gonna you know he's gonna resolve that later and blah blah, blah. no no he gets they're eaten gonna by come a, together or it's gonna be a source of tension or whatever yeah, yeah exactly which actually was very tricky now we didn't really dwell on it yet but this movie was co-written by Frank Darabont, yep. who of course was not the great Frank Darabont at the time. He was just a struggling, you know. Well, that's why it's interesting. Producer. That's why I keep bringing up the Shawshank thing because it's interesting that this is a movie that Darabont worked on, uh, co-wrote, and uh, it's got the uh, lawyer from the beginning of Shawshank and also uh, one of the guards that's next to uh, Clancy Brown on the roof, Paul McCrane. Yeah. Who Brian loves because he played Pete Conrad. Pete Conrad, right. badass. Paul McCrane was ever. first made was first became famous because he appeared in the movie Fame, which is where when I saw it, I was like, "Hey, it's the it's the kid from Fame." Is one is a and he was also in uh, Robocop, uh, Robocop, uh, the original Robocop. And he was on ER for a very long yeah, time. yeah, exactly. The guy with uh, Robocop, hit. the Robocop. I was going to think it was Robocop, <laughs> Robocop, Robocop two or whichever, but it's for the original one. He's the guy who falls in the vat of. Uh, toxic waste and becomes a mutant and then gets run yeah. over by a car there seems so. like there's a lot more blob in there than what comes out on the stick there is but yeah. the implication seems to be that only the blob on the stick is what's actually matters yeah so this is this is of course a, a stick that's rigged with air bladders and, and a fiberglass stick and all that kind of stuff i was not part of any of this stuff um and then this, this whole this, this whole shot's rig, not great because it's hard to tell what's going on yeah this whole rig it had like a sliding thing with wires and they pulled it up and again i didn't have anything to do with shooting it but i saw it in the shop when they were prepared you know getting it ready for kevin shooting. don't kevin, eat with your face how is, else uh, are you supposed to do yeah, it? yeah. well it's it's number 54 on afi's best quotes of all time that's not true <laughs> <laughs> kevin don't eat with your face <laughs> You cut yourself off in the middle of your bullshit pack. Yeah. Yeah. It's number 54 on AFI's list of them. No, it's okay. yeah, oh, I, I totally would have gone for it. Yeah, yeah. it with your face. <laughs> what do you eat with? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I thought when I heard it, too. If I'm you like, know a better what? way, I'd like to hear about it. Well, it's like, well, it's if you it's put like it Sounds of the eye. Lambs. How do you play? Yeah. yeah. So yet another yet another rule breaker is you know this this annoying kid in the yellow shirt totally gets eaten by the blob. Yeah. yeah. On camera. Grotesquely. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not that bad. He's more just implied because it happens no, underwater. No, but then you he pops, see him. He pops you up. See him, he pops yeah. up, and you see it's, you've got a jack in the box. It's pretty. It's him, pretty yeah. grotesque. I'll tell you. People like feeling wigged out over there. Yeah, you don't. You don't normally eat a kid. Tell me about but, Chuck Russell. 
Chuck Russell is uh, Chuck Russell is a very cool guy. He's very nice. Um, you know, first director I really ever worked that closely with. Um, very cool guy. Very low key. Doesn't not a yeller, not a screamer at all. You know, very just sort of level headed. And let's uh, okay, let's do this. But he he done more producing than directing around this point. I'm not sure what else he directed. Of course, he went on to direct a little thing called The Mask and suddenly became uh, you know a much bigger director after this movie. Um, and then also directed Eraser. I know he directed Eraser with Schwarzenegger and and I'm sure some other films. But um, he uh, he was a very cool guy, but he was more a producer than a director by by trade anyway at that point. And uh, I just remember he, he sort of he sort of understood how producers would operate. So as a director, he sort of ch- would would do things to uh, to get around what the producers were going to be doing. He sort of was second guessing the producers sometimes. One of the great things is we shot one of the very complicated and least successful, in my opinion, uh, big effects that we did is toward the end when the blob uh, is on Main Street and really an effect that just was not conceived correctly and, and didn't work. Um, it was phenomenally complicated and difficult to do. And we did two takes of it, and it took all day to get two takes of it because it was so complicated. And we saw the dailies the next day, and we said, that it really isn't working. Um, I said, well, let's try it one more time. And we're sitting there in the dailies with Chuck, and he goes, well, the producers the producers already called this morning and said, we have to move on. We're not going to get any more takes of that. And he goes, well, go ahead and set it up, and no one answered the phone. <laughs> and, and so sure enough, we just we didn't know one of the front office answered the phone until noon when it just so happened we had done a third take of that uh, complicated setup, you know. Bum 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 punchline. Oh. And and of course we just we just missed the the somewhat uh obvious setup of up oh, kids coat. Yeah, the kids coat was going on yeah, the there. zipper gets stuck. Just don't zip it up all the way, man. Yeah. Uh, Shawnee, by the way, a strange thing about that is, is uh, Shawnee and I had actually worked together before this movie, some years before this movie, where she was in a stage play called To Jillian on Her 37th Birthday, when she was a very young actress. Um, it was the West Coast premiere, and later went on to become a film starring Michelle Pfeiffer, I think. Um, and it was this stage play we did where I, did, I ran the lights, and she was, you know, there were two child actors in it, and she was one of them. And we we talk and hang out and go for pizza sometimes if we got there early, and she was this cool kid. And then and they say, you know, if I'm doing this movie, and she's the star of it. And but because of the way it worked out is we never saw each other because not, we never actually were physically in the same place to do any of the stuff we were doing. Um, although you know, it, I get to as a as a miniature me, I, I I had a lot to do with her, but she was always a, a plate, you know, and not a real person. So we only crossed paths one time, and I got to you know say hi, you know, hey, Shawnee, how you doing? You know, like, I'm I'm the blob, and you're the lead, and here we are doing a movie, and you know, it was fun to see her again. I d- I'm not sure he really needed to run into the clearing. Yeah, to do this. just, to, just, just, ah, just kung, to, kung, kung. yeah, kind of a kind of a faux scare moment. Yeah, you know, like hi, I came running up to you to chop off my hand with yeah. the blob, just so you could see it happen. Yes, just to know, just so I didn't seem too crazy, so you understood. They tried to, they tried to, as I recall, again, I wasn't part of that effect. They tried to make it a little more obvious that when the blood starts pouring out, the blob like jumps oh, on yeah. the blood and goes like, oh, yeah, that was definitely clear. my favorite part. You know, yay. So we were talking about this on Starship Troopers about how Phil Tippett has a whole thing about you have to inform whatever you're doing with what the character itself is thinking about. And, you know, that's why some of them are kind of gimpy. And there's one, you know, we're talking about Donna Constantine. That demon's never going to get a soul. Yeah. That one's a fucking retarded demon. guy's never going to catch anything. Uh, Was there any thought like that put into what the blob is doing? You know, actually, I remember Bilal Conway very specifically saying, I don't want any conversations about what is the blob thinking right now? I mean, he literally (laughs) discouraged that. He literally, where's the blob coming from at this point? You know, he just, and uh, and I I feel like I've told you the story of the T-shirt. But um, Chuck, uh, Chuck, the director, uh, 
you know, would, in dailies, you know, sometimes he would see stuff in dailies that he liked, and sometimes he'd be less happy with what he what he saw. And he said, "Look, he said the guys, you know, here's the thing to bear in mind." Um, this is from the director. He said, um, "He said Here, here's the rules of blobbery," and I, I feel like I've I've told this story to you guys, but I'll tell it on the air here. Um, and he, he took a piece of paper and he and he drew these little Ten Commandment tablets, and he said he wrote, "Ye shall always be one muscular." Um, and he want, he said, because it, it has to feel like it's this thing that's always like a tense muscle. It can't just lay there like a sack of blubber. It needs to be feeling like a muscle as much as possible. Like it's all one big muscle. Um, number one, so you shall always be one muscular. Um, two, um, aggressive. It's like it should be like a have a predatory thing, but you know, not like it has to be thinking, but just the fact that it's always looking for a target and it's always seeking out and it's always ready to coiled up and ready to attack a target. And three, um, busy. He said, if nothing else. You know, it shouldn't have any parts that just like lay there, just slack. It should always be sort of shifting and turning and twisting and pulling and, and moving. So he drew this little Ten Commandment sketch with little tablets, and it said, "Ye shall always be one aggressive, two muscular, three busy." Um, Mike Fink, the uh, visual effects supervisor, made off with that piece of paper. And a week later, he came back with a big box, and he had T-shirts for the entire crew with that on the T-shirt. So it was this big picture of the. It was the, it was made from the the drawing that Chuck had drawn. So it was like, so we all had these T-shirts with a Ten Commandment tablet that said, "Ye shall always remain muscular, <laughs> aggressive, and busy." Um, and <laughs> cut to a couple months later, I'm on the set of The Abyss. Um, I'm taking a meeting with Jim Cameron, the scariest man in the universe. Um, and as I'm walking out of his office, he goes, he stops me, and he goes, what is this? And he looks at my T-shirt. I'm wearing my blob T-shirt. And he goes, what the hell is that? What is that shit? You know, just because he's a douchebag. You know, he likes to, like, like poke at you. You know, this is how he has fun, is he, he, he pokes at you. And he goes, oh, this is from the blob. These are the rules of the blob. Um, you know, that the director always wanted the blob to always remain muscular, aggressive, and busy. Um, and I find that this is actually good rules for life in general. Now, get the fuck out of my way because I got shit to do. And I pushed him out of the way and I walked out of the door. Steve, Steve Johnson, my boss, was behind me. I heard him gasp. Like, ah! And I'm like, this is one of those things. Is like, I'm just going to keep on walking because if I turn and go, did you see that I did a joke? It's over. And I'm just going to keep on walking. And either that landed or I'm off the movie. And, <laughs> and I get like 10 paces away and finally Cameron laughed. You know, he's like, eh, nice. Eh, yeah. You were aggressive. Tra- and tra- I was being and- muscular, aggressive, and busy. Get it? And so, you know, and it fortunately it, t- it worked. It took him a few seconds because we how the fuck? Oh, <laughs> all right. How am I going to kill this motherfucker? Nice. Yeah, oh, I see. Uh, I see what he did the there. I it's, see what he did there. So. Reminds me of the Keanu Reeves done as questions it, hat. Yeah, it's yeah. good. I needed to think of ways to kill him because otherwise I wouldn't have taken exactly. the time to so. understand the joke. I, just, I went out on a limb with that one. I totally went out on a limb with that one. In the, in the live chat, Jeffrey Harrell says, "You know how we know Cameron thought it was funny? Trey's still alive. Trey's yeah. still alive." Okay, we're coming up on a scene, and the blob's going to start to be more of the movie, and I guess I'll have to start talking about that. This, um, again, the, this this uh, Eaton can the Can Man was the name of this character in house anyway. The, trash can man a la king but he was called the can man um this eaton can man was again a tony gardner effect that uh, i wasn't involved in whatsoever however um at this point then uh mr donovan who we think is the hero but we're about to find out is not um goes to the next room and makes a phone call and the blob nails him um look quickly because there's a shot where the blob jumps off the ceiling onto him yeah um and by this point, that the, everything else was first unit had already been shot. Um, that shot of it actually jumping off the ceiling was was cool. done much later in in post, and I did that shot. Um, and they were always saying, "How are you can do the shot where the blob jumps off the ceiling?" And I'm like, uh, "Don't worry about it." 
<laughs> they're like, hey, how are you going to do the challenge? It has to, it has to like, be all over the ceiling. and has to like jump out. How are you going to do that? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then at the Blob shop, which was kind of like the Pentagon, because they were down in Hollywood, they'd set up a shop to make the Blob stuff. And then we're shooting out in Simi Valley. I always thought of them as the Pentagon because they would send me these bits of hardware and rigs and go, yeah, use this for, to make the Blob. And I would go, we're in combat up here, dude. This is, this is, I'm not going to risk my life on this bullshit thing you've sent me. I'm just going to, you know, do what I'm doing. And uh, so they kept saying, okay, how are you going to, and they sent me this rig with like tubes and pipes and whatever. And I'm like, no, that's not going to do anything. So finally came the day. I said, okay, we're going to do the scene where the, the blob jumps off the ceiling. And I said, okay, we'll get a big blob. We call them blob quilts because they were basically big silk quilts that were custom made and then filled with the methasol, the goo. Um, and I said, okay, b- put a piece of ceiling on the floor. Put the camera straight above it facing down. We took the blob. We, we held it up by the camera. We dropped it onto the piece of ceiling. And I said, run that backwards. I'll see you in dailies. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what you're about to see. I don't know how that blob got into that room without anyone noticing. Yeah, well, it has a, it has a way of doing that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, the shot of it leaping off the ceiling here is is my one take, you know, yeah. throw the blob on a table and run it backwards. That's exactly you know, We kind of made it curl up so it was kind of landed, kind of kind of funny. But that's, uh, you know, we saw it's, we saw it in dailies shot. and everyone went, oh! and I'm like, yep, yeah. see, that's the shot. Blink, blink. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's a blob being dropped on a tabletop, played backwards, and that's how we did that effect. Blur. Yeah. Surprise. Solid work. Very this solid is, thank work. you. This is so you weren't involved with question. this. I was involved in this. You, no. you can see the the kind of sleeve of the the mold that he's in. Yeah, there. yeah. He's in he's in a fiberglass rig yeah. that sort of has the arms stick out. The, that was a thing that we sort of discovered. Oh, yeah, so and there's, the, that's, a is, puppet. that's a puppet. This is that's very, a, actually that's a half scale. That's even a puppet yeah. Meg. That's very the thing though. Yeah. The melting this bit. That's like when Palmer yeah. is becoming the thing. That looked like this tote. Is, this is a that good. This is a good. Hand, good hand. Yeah. You can see the hand through the floor. You yeah. can see where it's happening, but uh, you know, no, no wire removal, no paint out. But well, that was a thing that we discovered sort of organically. Pardon the expression. Along the way, is that if you tried to put like a solid rig in the blob to make it do stuff, it never was as successful. Uh-huh. The blob always had to be loose and fluid and rubbery. And there's there's various shots where you can see that it's sort of being held up on a on a very rigid kind of a support structure. And it's it's there's one that we call the uh, the, the 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 giant flower where she's clinging from the the sewer grating yeah, and yeah. it's open and it's totally unlike the blob in the rest of the movie because they built this whole mechanical rig with these teeth yeah. that would open up and it's you know and the the thing is the blob would just kind of hang on a hard armature like that and just start to look like a wet rag on top of a piece of metal which is exactly what it was so so we tried to avoid that as much as possible and tried to keep it much more liquidy in terms of how we operated it so I did a lot of inventing things with like airbags. I literally was taking Ziploc bags and squeezing air into them and things that were more more fluid and soft to make it kind of motivate. There's Paul McCrane. There's Paul McCrane. With his porn mustache. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. So, so yes. Because when someone is dissolved and there's slime all over the place and yeah. a severed arm, the first one you think of is the motorcycle guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he did it. He stole that candy a week back. Yeah. He's a, well, we rounded up the only person that ever commits a crime <laughs> in this town. <laughs> he I'm wears, out of ideas. Okay, so here we go. Now, if if you care, because it's already a trivia question, but uh, there's Ricky Paul Golden, and this girl is pre-Playboy era Erica Leniak, who was in Under Siege. She's the chicken Under Siege. She was a Playboy. I don't know if she's Playmate of the Year, but she's definitely a Playmate. 
Um, she's uh, she she was like the the hot chick in uh, a number of eighty movies, and she's she's like the hot. I mean, I don't even want to think how young she probably is in this uh, in this <laughs> scene. Okay, now he goes. There's flashing lights at the hospital. It's probably a promotional gimmick. I yeah. go. It's probably an ambulance. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. fucking idiot. It's probably a Who? car accident. Obviously, yes. it's not that. But his guess is yeah. promotion Promotional. for the hospital. Yeah, because are they going to have a concert? I, I love his. <laughs> I love his trunk here because it reminds me of uh, two bags of weed, seventy-five pellets of mescaline, <laughs> yeah. two pages of high-power blotter yeah. acid. Because he's the makeout king, don't you get it? Yeah. Don't you see? Pine of raw ether, Mister Makeout King. I don't understand I actually, the, the an, basketball that's, hoop. That's I the really, part I don't get. I really want that trunk, man. I do because yeah. that's fucking cool. Even if I wasn't as rapey as I currently am, I would still want that. Yeah. Well, no one can be as rapey as as this character is, clearly. I'm trying. (laughs) We we all have goals. Do they have roofies back then? No, we had to rely on alcohol. It was a difficult time. And charm. Yeah. It was tough. (laughs) And cocaine. And cocaine. And occasionally blobs. And blobs. So now this scene again. I I, I saw that and I was like, my God. He's really. I need one. Giving this a lot of thought. The, now this this scene coming up, um, it's funny. Even at the time, people were apparently totally fooled by it. The way it, someone said, "Yeah, that tentacle that comes out." It's like it's not a tentacle that comes out. Literally, for the one shot when the the, the thing really explodes all over him, um, the car is upside down and they're just dumping like a ten gallon drum ah. of, of crud on him. Uh, it really it works. Yeah, it totally like, works. That was one of the shots where I was like, "How the?" But fuck? they actually had the car on a gimbal for the for the, you know, the first. It starts with the tentacle stuff, but then yeah. uh, and her face explode implodes and all that. But um, you know, yeah, because I because I watched that and and it was just bursting out all over him, and I was like, "They're not running this backwards." Yeah. Because I can, because his performance isn't backwards. Yeah. How are they doing that? That's it was, great. It's very clever. Whoever I don't know who who conceived of how they did this one, but uh, it is was, this the same goopy stuff that Bill Murray hated so much? Pretty much, yeah. It's we, very similar. You can yeah. you can see it's very similar. We to had, the, it's the me, slime. it's methicil, which there's different kinds. There's there's a, there's a much more there's a chemical sort of thing called ultra slime, which is better at coming off of surfaces. It it sort of keeps its integrity and you can still buy it you buy it at like the magic store till this, still to this day some compound that's similar but methicil is a food additive it's basically like glorified cornstarch and it makes milkshakes all thick and so on and we would mix it oh, up good. we would mix it up and yeah so it's totally editable and we would mix it up in, in 55 gallon drums and uh, and scoop it out and it's very and you can mix it like so it's more syrupy or you could mix it really really hard and it would be really clotty and more like jello um, and uh, but it's, it, it sticks to everything it's like Elmer's glue and it just is horrifying. And we would get every end of every day, we'd just be covered in this stuff. And it would dry and flake, and your skin would pucker all up. It was like being doused in Elmer's glue. And uh, This is really kind of an amazing scene because you're barely even paying attention to the rape going on. Yeah. You're just kind of going, oh, my God, when is the blob going yeah, to attack? Yeah, oh, yeah, rubber effect here there. Is, yeah. there you go. So then, uh, and then here comes the – there's this. And Tentacles. Then, and then there's the dump. And yeah. that's just – yeah, the, the car is sideways, and they're just dumping, dumping a big dr- gallon of – stuff on him. It works. Yeah. Totally works. Now there's I think the I think it's coming up not right away, but the 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 next cutaway is the blob is going down the sewer drain. And that's that's me. That's actually my first shot in the movie chronologically. Um is uh, the blob is just it's me and my friend Chris and we're just puppeteering it literally right at camera. Um and it has a little ring that we put on the front of it and uh, you know cuz it's supposed to have the ring in it and uh, and we asked our department to make these little little swatches of grass that we could push over on our way down the drain. And uh, so that's that's like my first little featured moment in the movie coming up. We were talking about how Rachel Weiss actually cries to camera. She didn't. That girl didn't. She's no Rachel Weiss. <laughs> well, not that anyway. I think Johnny's Johnny's actually quite good. She's really talented, but uh, you know, maybe maybe not able to. See, this is one of those. Th- Never mind. I'm not going to go into it because the, the shot changed. 
But the way the uh, <laughs> too late. Well, no, it's just what was happening on screen is that there was a light over the kitchen sink, so the blinds had a red hue to them, and then it was very blue outside. Mm. And it, it's one of those things where you couldn't comp that. If you if you had to invent what was behind him, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And if you did, people would say that looks wrong. Things that things that I have to think about and bug me. But no, this would actually happen. no, it wouldn't. There's no such thing as <laughs> it would never look like that, no, except that it no, looks like that. Yeah, it's like no light bulb could do this. Yes, this isn't possible. No light bulb would stack books this way. That's right. Damn, that's some hair. I will say this movie. That's is... so much hair. It's actually her. That's <laughs> <laughs> hair. Hair. Look at your hair. <laughs> Anyone who gets that reference, email me. You get a dollar. That's right. That's a, of course, the snow globe. Little foreshadowing there. The snow globe. There, there's there. some solid foreshadowing yeah. in this film. Yeah. But but I I didn't find of it, any of it really heavy handed. In fact, I when I I was genuinely towards the end. I'm like, how the fuck are they going to kill this thing? And then finally, <laughs> she busts out with the the fire extinguisher, and it's like, oh, it's afraid of the cold. And I'm like, oh, okay, I yeah. see where this is going. Yeah, but up until that then, point, then the snowmaker. Yeah, comes. yeah it I makes sense. Yeah. When they were trapped in the uh, in the refrigerator in the freezer room, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's. That's where the ending is going to come from. Well, that but, makes, but the whole ice truck thing yeah, yeah, yeah. totally blew past that me. Makes, uh, that makes sort of sense, too, because I guess the, the notion behind the you know the, the makeup of what this creature is is dormant in space, and then when it hits the atmosphere and superheats, it comes back to life. Yeah. yeah. When, when they, well, actually, that's... Because that's why they say we it, have to get this thing it's actually, yeah, it's frozen the, when, once they've like yeah, frozen yeah. its little pieces. Well, it's, it's just more a matter of, you know, it's a gelatin, so it, you know, it, it, it freezes. It'll, it's a liquid yeah, it thing. it can't it, do anything. So there we go. Here's, this yeah. is me. This is me. And we made these little weeds to push out of the way. And I think we have a insert. Yeah, there's the ring. And the art department originally made a half-scale ring, which we could... It was like this teeny little... It was like a Cheerio. It was like... Why does it have to be half okay, scale? What's going on there? You that's us. Pull- that's us pulling. We're pulling because it's made. It's silk. It's silk full of slime. So we're just literally just pulling it through. It was. It was a trick we developed and we use it all the time once we figured it out. Because you just. It looks perfect. You just like you just pull it down a hole and and the stuff will squirt out and the stuff will force its way in and you sort of try and pull it in interesting you know not direct ways and pull it in different directions and you get these weird little twisty knots of stuff. You know, it, it was a, t- a technique we developed. We did not. Uh, so the blob is just start like a, shooting a bag it. of silk that's filled with goo and filled with goo yeah and, and it would leak goo out all day long so you you can you know the, every day a team of people would come in with syringes and inflate those those sacks in the silk bag um it was, basically was built like a quilt except it had no padding it was two layers of fabric you know sewn together is that also how you did paul mccrane pretty much yeah, yeah. we'd have to inflate him with syringes every I mean, morning. He's, it, that's really lifelike yeah sir there have been books written about how you do paul mccrane <laughs> yeah now you have to inflate him with syringes every morning but um but they they'd come in and we lay it on a big lay them out on big tables and every and we, they they get bigger and bigger because they need to get bigger and bigger. But the bigger they get, be, you know, they'd be they'd weigh hundreds of pounds, and just under their own weight, they would start to squeeze their goo back out. So when they get really big, is there just a guy crouched underneath it with it on its back? That guy would be me. Yeah, just uh, oh, that yeah. sucks. The whole the whole fighting with the truck. I mean, that's they're they're rolling a toy truck at me and smacking me in the face with it with a toy truck. <laughs> I can't wait for the end of this movie. Yeah, exactly. Can we fast forward I the kept, commentary? I kept the truck. I had the truck for years. I finally I finally gave it away, but I had the truck. I like this bit where he's just like, we got nothing. Let's not spend the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but he's got a big poofy Jerry curl. Can we just put him somewhere? Yeah. For a little mm-hmm. But he's a hippie, sir. There's got to be something. He's a long hair. We ain't the fashion police. <laughs> I, oh, this We're is the something. Real police. Something about Paul McCrane that I I always buy him. He he's always kind of a prick, 
but I always completely buy his character. He's, you, he's really? a good actor. Yeah. I actually thought I thought in this case I was like, really? Well, no, Are I don't buy go for no. that. Your mom's an alcoholic. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I don't buy his motivations, but that's not his fault. In fame, I always buy in him fame in the and in the Hotel New Hampshire, he plays a sympathetic character. I don't know if he's played a sympathetic character since. <laughs> hey, Conrad. Conrad. That's true. Okay. Well, one P- more time. P. Conrad is a cocky, cocky bastard. Okay. There's a there's a line coming but up. A jovial. Th- this scene bastard. that they play together, where um. Where where they sit in the diner and she 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 swears at him and he goes wow what is that like for you to this day I used that in conversation two days ago I use that line <laughs> I st- I've stolen that line ever since somebody swears at you someone you- swears who doesn't normally swear I go wow what was that like for you that's <laughs> <laughs> I used it two days ago it's so sad I need new material who cussed uh, it was uh, Renee <laughs> Renee Renee said Renee said the f word and I'm like wow that's that's what was that un- like for you? yeah what was that like for you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said it to be naughty. I mean, you because know, it was out of character for her. Along those lines, there's a line from Better Off Ted that I like, where someone's just being kind of crazy, and then the person that she's talking to just leans in and is like, what's it like in there? <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love that line. <laughs> and you always get an interesting response. It's always like, it catches people off guard when you ask. Whoa, the lighting shifted there. That was great. Well, they're, sh- they're, <laughs> they're closing, closing down, so they shut off the lights, but it's still lit by the moon. Yeah. So this again, this is this again for and the lights that are still on in there for yeah, some reason. Yeah, for my for my first you know feature thing, you know, to, to, wow, they built a whole diner. Yeah, they just built one just for us. Yeah, just to make a movie on. That was kind of like freaking me out. And then the kitchen was attached. I mean, it was all one continuous set. I l- I like what they what they did here. He doesn't want to talk to her, but she keeps pursuing him. And they f- the the in the writing, you know. They found, as opposed to him just deciding, all right, I will talk to you. They give him a reason. He's like, I'm waiting for my sandwich. <laughs> I can't yeah. leave. Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to have to deal with it. I'll her. hear you out as long as the <laughs> yeah. sandwich is still exactly. pending. Had Frank Darabont done anything before this? Do we know? Is this I think he'd done thing? The Woman in the Room at that point. I think he'd already done it. Oh, sure. His, he his, did his, his dollar his, baby. His dollar baby. But, um, and done, he's done a few other things. Uh, but certainly, I... I had never heard of him. I don't know, to my knowledge, that I ever met him on the set. Um, if I did, I have no memory of it whatsoever. Did you go to him some way? You're the guy that's going to make Shawshank. You're the guy that's going to make... No, because I'm not a big fan of Shawshank, but uh, <gasps> you're the guy who made Green Mile, I might have said. Or you're yeah. the guy who's going to make The Mist. I wonder if he was wearing Hawaiian shirts. Hmm. If, if he was, was bald. Yeah, yeah. Or if he had a giant, amazing goatee. All His these, goatee is like four feet wide. All these things might be true. Frank Terrebonne has powers. He has powers. <laughs> he has powers beyond ordinary mortals. I can't tell if there's an implication where, like, they used to be friends as kids and then, like, they went their separate ways or whatever. But because mm. it seems like he's wow. like, you ain't talked to me for, like, three years and now you want to. I'm like, wait. Like, was, they used to talk? Thing? Yeah. Oh. I'm confused. So there we go. So here comes the line. It's like, yeah. Prom, prom queen or another, cheerleader girl or whatever actually said shit. What was that like for you? Another <laughs> Which great piece of uh, foreshadowing. Just in the door being locked. Yeah. yeah. The door's locked. Thing, and you see back. when she's coming in, the the guy yeah. who's about to get his head eaten, he, um, he locks the door. He locks the door. Yeah. He's going to and then she comes in. And, and then he hopes they don't have blasters. Yeah. So, yeah. Here, so here's, his, here's his little save the cat here. Have a sandwich. Okay. Share my sandwich with you. Okay. We're bonding now. We're actually bonding a little bit. I wonder bit. how hard it is to write a horror movie in the 80s. Clearly, people did. Well, it's it. going to be really difficult to do it's now. Gonna be, it's going to be for the next hard in seventy years or so. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just seems straightforward. Well, it, you would think so with just about every movie, quite frankly. Yeah. And yet, like it, somehow, as you, keep, well, not with, as you keep saying, screenwriting is easy, but it really apparently yeah. isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. 
So I think we're coming up on the big sink scene, which was my first real day on the set. My candy. Clark. So you did do that one. That's I did do. I did do the. I did do one or t- two of the shots. I was there that day. It was literally my first day. They said go to the set. And I went to the set, and Candy Clark was not impressed by me. <laughs> and uh, and the way we did it, uh, I was more impressed by the stunt guy because when by the time we're doing the thing with the guy, it's not the actor anymore who was playing the part; it's the stunt guy. Um, he's the, the guy is it's a reverse shot, the shot that I worked on. Um, it's a reverse shot, so the guy is actually doing a handstand in the sink with blob already glued to his face, so he can't see anything. Um, we had all this other silk all glued and kind of you know just sort of adhered to his face. And then we pulled it, you know, we pulled that down as he did a kip out of the sink ah. to stand next to the sink. So in reverse, it looks like all this extra stuff is shooting up and wrapping around his head and pulling him down into the sink. But the guy's actually doing a reverse handstand jump out oh. of the sink as, we, wow, as nice. we pull stuff off of his face. That's how we used to do it. That's old school. Yeah, that's, that's not, awesome. No it's, school yeah, like the old school. Upside down or backwards. I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. How you did everything. And then it's followed uh, when they and then there's a then there's a mechanical rig where they they actually had this. It was like an umbrella where it was sort of like a blob balloon that they pulled down the sink and it compresses. You know, so the guy's head is is being compressed as he goes down. That was a mechanical bit. Um, so the whole I, body was a puppet at that point. Yeah. Okay. As, what um, I love about that is the sound effect when his skull shatters. Yeah. You just, you just hear. Yeah. yeah. And then it follows Bob. Then when they come in and they run down the hall to the freezer, uh, there's a shot of them, a kind of a silly, wacky, kind of cartoony shot of them running with the blob is running across the ceiling above them. And that's a green screen shot where they're on a treadmill. Yeah. And, uh, and my friend Chris is sliding. We're, we're pushing Chris down a piece of false ceiling as he's motivating the blob. Huh. So he's actually – it's actually a guy covered in blob is what that is. It's uh, Chris. And he, he knocked a uh, – they had these uh, electrical – ceiling fixtures that he was supposed to knock out of the way and the first take we we pushed him down there and then we talked about well that didn't go very well and then we pulled him off of there and we realized that he had knocked one of the ceiling fixtures out of the way and was sitting on two exposed electrical wires Ooh. and was oh. being like you know and when you had the blob on you you couldn't do anything you couldn't move it was ten thousand pounds of goo so here we go this is compressed air first and then there we go and then this is the reverse the guy actually nice. did that in reverse oh wow yeah then it pulls his head and in. That's nuts, yeah. And then I think I guess that was a real guy, and he had his head tucked away deeper under the sink there. Uh-huh. So. A lot of uh, one thing. Uh, there's this one, and there's another. I think it was in Creep Show. They did a, a thing, the raft, um, and and they do it a little bit later in this, and they do it in Thirteen Ghosts. Just anytime you're folding a human body in the wrong way, yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah. really powerful horror. And it happens tree. to Paul McCrane. And this is a huge yeah. dump tank effect. We this is a green screen and a huge dump tank that we did, where we had like. Yeah, this uh, we yeah. Hit, this hit the ceiling. We just dumped it on the ceiling. We mixed it all up. That's that's the bit where when it's uh, there. We go. It's, that's Chris. Yeah, it's <laughs> ah. Chris on a on a grid digital on a green screen. When it's when it's doing that that pour, that's when it feels the most like the mood slime, the Ghostbusters slime. Yeah, it it really is. Just literally, we're pouring it. Yeah. Now this and this is a first unit effect that uh, that I wasn't part of, but uh, you see, it's it's got like little animated paddles underneath of it there to. To make it motivate, boy, they, this this freezer is not a clean freezer. Yeah, they do not keep their frozen goods. Well, it's frozen. Yeah. yeah, I like that he's like. It's, like it's covered with semen. It's like Dirk Diggler's yeah. in there. It's really disgusting. I don't know what I'm going now to here's do with candy. My hook, Candy's but... a. Ball, it's, it's really for for a ballsy character like this who like you know is proactively trying to save her own life. The fact that she isn't successful is really sad. Yeah. You know? And she should keep running. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't, like, don't stop it. Don't stop at the phone goes. that's two feet away. That is a yeah. mistake. But. Um, 
But uh, yeah, again, you know, this is a character who's not just standing there screaming. She's like, I'm going to get the yeah. fuck out. Like the, the front mom, door is the locked. Mom and gremlins. Yeah, the yeah. front door is locked. I'm going to throw shit through glass <laughs> until I get out one yeah. of these. And by shit, I mean me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like leap out the glass. Now, I understand I wasn't part of that of the scene that's coming up with her in the phone booth, but I understand it was really, really hard because, again, the blob, you know, the blob weighs as much as the equivalent amount of water. And and motivating it and trying to move it, especially suspending it in the air, is you can actually kind of tell when it when it first starts to come down the side of the phone booth that it is literally a bag of goo that's kind of mm-hmm. being draped <laughs> down the side. And they really had a hard time getting that shot. Yeah, so you hear now, the first you moment go. of like storytelling yeah. that actually legitimately shocked me in this was when they revealed the sheriff. The sheriff and yeah, they killed the sheriff off screen. Oh, yeah. They've already he's I already dead. That. Yeah. Um, and I remember someone said at the time that they it wasn't clear that it was the sheriff, and they were like, "How do we make uh, sure it's the sheriff?" Yeah. And uh, so they said, "Well, put his badge up higher." And someone said, "But the why is his badge on his shoulder all of a sudden?" <laughs> so that we'll know because he's the sheriff. He melted. Yeah. So they had a they had a half scale uh, p- dummy of Candy Clark in a half scale phone booth for this implosion gag that they did, and. Um, and there was several. They did a couple takes of it, and one hurt. The dummy's head came clean off, and like uh-huh. the head, the head pops up toward camera like a jack in the box. Oof. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Here we and go. It's, it's like see, you can't. He tell, went to the diner. It wasn't clear that that's the sheriff, so yeah. they had to move the. Look how strangely placed the uh, the, yeah, the but star I, is. I, I buy things getting shifted. Yeah, yeah exactly. What's going he, on there? They. Yep, see, there <laughs> that's the one. The head comes clean off the dummy. That's the. That's uh, again uh, kind of shocking because it's like who the yeah, fuck whoa! just. Damn, <laughs> her head just came. Ooh, her head came off and exploded. Yeah, and exploded. Yeah, the 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 force of the implosion is really shocking. I yeah. think. And they had uh, air cannons. They had blob blankets and and air cannons <laughs> all around, and just blew all the air cannons inward at nice. the dummy. It's a great shot. Yeah. So and, you've you've multiple times gone on record about the consistency of this stuff. Uh, so we know what, what he planned to do with this hook. Yeah, oh, he's really? going to kill the baked beans. When, you, when you're in a horror is. movie and you see a hook, you yeah. grab the hook. It's better yeah. than nothing. You grab the hook so the other guy doesn't, because that's where this yeah, is going. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. You've talked about the consistency of it. We know it's sticky and, and terrible, but in terms of articulating it, does it move in a way that's conducive to coolness, or is it no. kinda, is it hard to make it do cool shit? It's very hard, and and we would we would just invent. You know, like I said, we would just get give me an air hose and a Ziploc bag and a you know a whoopee cushion and we had air bladder rigs. I, I invented we had two midgets and a brush. Exactly, get me get me two bottle caps and a paperclip. I I invented some air bladder technology where I said, okay, we'll get some muslin and some latex and we'll sew it and we'll make these air bladders out of them because we had no real budget for effect because that was all miniature unit. I wasn't at the blob shop where they were servicing first unit. I was at the miniature unit where they were just like just get it done somehow or other. And so I literally was there by myself most of the time, and then they started sending me crew. And by the end, I was running three stages with like forty puppeteers, as uh, as they wound down first unit and ramped up miniature unit. But here we go. So this is this is me. This is entirely me. Um, How ha- big is that thing? It's a, it's the size of my two fists. It's those are my two fists covered with a small blob handkerchief. And here we are. That's a, that's a optical. That one they reverse, and that's me pulling a little piece of silk down a tiny little sewer drain. So, Trey the amazing stuff. That's right. Yeah. The, uh, they, I remember that I, I got some I got some nice attaboys and dailies because people thought that that was like the best the best blob ever and it was just it literally was like a total hand puppet trick that's all it is no no rigs no nothing it was just me and my hands. okay tell so the truth when you're when you're doing that and you're alone on the set are you going yeah yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. I am the blob <laughs> I am the blob is there added complexity when you're dealing with the fact that 
it's going to be cut and cropped in such a way that it fits the optical later and dealing with whatever amount of the frame that you're going to end up with? Not in a shot like that because that was all in camera. The only thing that they added was the blue screen element of Del Close making it an overshot. Oh, so um, that's that was, I thought it was a shot of her on the street and then they added the blob. Yeah, no, the entire the entire street is a miniature. Cool. And only only the over the shoulder is uh, is an optical. Have you guys have you guys read that uh, uh, digital filmmaking one hundred and one or one of those books? It came out in like nineteen ninety eight or nine or something like that, and it really mm-hmm. professes. You know, if you can't get a place, just make a model of it. It's not that hard. It's like <laughs> two years before Photoshop is like everywhere. Yeah. It's like yeah, fucking. How about we just make it and then we'll lay it over in After Effects, and we won't have to cut our hands. Because models are awesome. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that this little. Uh, Almost throw away, but kind of a setup, and then you totally forget about it yeah. until yeah. pretty much the end. To the point where when it did come up in the end, I'm like, where the fuck are we, and right. who is this guy, <laughs> yeah, and what is go going on? on? <laughs> yeah, we need to see the sheriff. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but thing. you don't want to. You really don't. You really don't want to. No, no. One, no one gets it. Remember your boyfriend? That's not, it's like that, but <laughs> yeah. But, but like, it, it's big. It's, yeah. But bigger. Yeah. <laughs> but into the second act now. Elkins Grove. Let's go. Let's drive very far out of town. Yeah. Let's go into the heart of the beast. <laughs> that sounds like a good let's, idea. Let's drive very far out of let's town. Let's go away keep from on other going. people. Just yeah. the fact that she has a, a, an old a, a beetle is, is seems quaint now. I'm like wow, because you don't see those anymore. You know what's funny? A lot of this a lot of this movie structurally also feels a lot like another movie that's very close to my heart, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> I love a contemporaneous Clowns. movie. They, which was the same year, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that they, they it has a lot of the same beats other than the fact that they are the beats of a fifties horror film and that's basically you know what they're I what watched they're doing. Killer Clowns so much as a kid. Oh, I watched it was all on the sci fi all the time. Yeah. Like every Saturday afternoon it was on or Saturday mm. morning. Boy. Kevin's just smoking the hell out of that cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, acting. Sh- he's showing that cigarette who's boss. That cigarette knows it's been smoked, man. <laughs> there is no doubt in that cigarette's mind. Is- Bro, I'm smoking a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this is like take twenty, and they didn't bring smoke machines yeah. into this forest. That's <laughs> right. been- all, Kevin. <laughs> I spent some time on a uh, creature feature short starring Neil Patrick Harris, shot in a forest. With a lot of fog, and I was the fog man. Thank you. I, you know, thanks. I was on IMDb as the fog man. Uh, it's insanely difficult to do this to a forest if it's not a studio. Yeah. Because it's windy. And the coolest thing I saw, because we had these two. Funny, Trey, this is interesting. I was doing that with Jim Eusterman. Oh, yeah? Who is uh, at, at the top of who one I of the chunks. On the, who I met on this movie. He's, one, he's at the top of one of the chunks of the puppeteer credits yeah. on this movie. I met Jim on this movie. He's in the credits twice. One is Jim, one is James, yeah. interestingly enough. Because he worked in the model shop building props for it and then became part of that blob crew. Jim is a awesome dude. And anyway, it's me and him in a forest like this, fogging it up like this, actually more than this. And we had these huge... Did you guys talk about Trey? Oh, a lot. They always yeah. do. Yeah. And so that uh, fucking Trey Stokes, am I right? Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah. Uh, we uh, we had these industrial sized fog machines, which are that's that's some shit, man. Like it's the size of a like a big subwoofer, like a really really big subwoofer. In fact, I'm thinking of the big speakers next to our TV. So those things, just right. these huge huge things. And then you know, in front of a 200 mile an hour stage fan, uh, and we had two of them, and it still was not doing it. We would let them run for 45 seconds, which that sh- that shit starts out very dense, but then it spreads out everywhere, and it still wasn't nearly enough. And what they ended up doing was. Um, Making like a 200 foot long or buying like a 200 foot long plastic tube that would inflate 
So they would wrap the uh, the mouth of the tube on one end around the fog machine and then just string it out through the trees wherever it was just barely out of frame. And then they went, went around with a knife and just stabbed holes in it. So it was basically like 300 little fog machines all over the forest. Right. It's hard It's hard to light a forest with, 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 with fog because the fog has to be right. The lighting reflects off of the fog and keeping it at the exact same level all the time is a big pain in the ass. Yeah. That's true. It's a, there's an art to to fogging. I thought I'd give you a break, Trey. Thanks. You know, you'd think their first cue would have been the guns earlier. They're like, oh, no, we're here because there might be some kind of, um, you know, some kind of yeah. disease. And that's like, oh, you were going to shoot it with your semi-automatic guns. weapons, were you? And this, is, and this, of course, is the, is the update, the twist on the original right. blob, where the blob literally was fell from a meteor from space. But here it's like, oh, it's a science experiment gone wrong. Yeah. So suddenly it turns into, you know, Andromeda strain slash close encounters yeah. kind of thing going on. This really is, uh, this is kind of a cynical movie. And it's movie. the government's I mean, fault. Well, of yeah, course. I mean, you've got, you've got... Uh, this shit is the government's fault, and yeah. you've got, uh, you know, the doctor didn't want to do his job yeah. He, unless he yeah, was a paying customer, you know. Adults are it, just generally useless. Yeah, adults are generally useless. The cops don't know what yeah. to do except yeah. to stop that, you from well, having that, fun. That's, that they kept from the uh, – now, oh, here's the, that's, of course, the movie within a movie. Um, there's a shot, the quick cutaway of the, of the, uh, of the audience going, ah! Uh, that we're about to cut to right in the middle is Chuck Russell, the director. He's doing nice. a cameo. He's the fellow right in the center. Whereas, or as the original Blob, like uh, the original everything that was made originally in the fifties, was a metaphor for communism, basically. <laughs> and yeah, being taken over, being taken over by the and assimilated by the big red thing. It was it was a little less nuanced than the Body Snatchers <laughs> one. It's like there's a big red blob and it's gonna <laughs> take you over. And it's like okay, well. Now I participated actually it's the second time. What is I'm, he listening to? Uh, yeah, he's, Why? he's, he's listening listen, down in front. Down in front. Exactly. He's listening down in front. We're doing a real full, real time commentary. So. Um, yeah, exactly. We're sitting just off screen. He's listening to he's this listening. commentary. That's what's so trippy <laughs> about it. We're now, now. Yes. <laughs> when will then be, be now? now? Soon. Soon. So. So this scene here with the uh, with the theater being obliterated that's coming up, um, weird little fun fact: when the when this guy, this uh, douchebag you know, trucker dude, gets yanked up, you know the blob is this is this is some time to go before it happens, but you know the blob's in the projection booth. Um, the blob comes out of the windows and it snatches that guy up and pulls him into the windows. This guy already looks kind of melty, by the way. Yeah, he does. He's already been partially melted. Um, the weird fun fact about that is they built they built these puppets, you know, these little articulated puppets that are about a foot and a half tall to to be pulled into the blob and kick and articulate. Um, and they were controlled by control systems, you know, puppet control rigs that were built by Doug Beswick that originally had been built to control the queen alien and the power loader from aliens. Huh. Hmm. So we were using the same controllers to control our puppets as had been built for uh, the power loader and the queen alien. So I thought that was cool. They're like, ooh, <laughs> these are the same controls they use for aliens. That's awesome. I felt a part of history for them. <laughs> I like his – he's got the little Hitchcock image just to remind him why he does this. You know, <laughs> or whatever. A little set decoration. Like he's working on, on his screenplay at yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. You know. I wonder what he was reading. I think you could see it, and I don't. I just don't Mind know. Mine comes. <laughs> Fangoria, I hope. Here's, this, here's this is a very aliens. Yeah, this is the, this is the cheapest effect of all. Like, yeah. oh no, the camera's coming at me. Ah! This is yeah. That's that's one of the one moments that doesn't feel like a real human reaction because yeah. I feel like you don't sit there and scream and scream at it. You, you know. go whoa, 
and, yeah. and, and jump pull back. back. Now yeah. this was a very elaborate effect. Again, this is was, a very cool effect. It was it was a first so unit fucked shot. Up. It was a first <laughs> unit shot, and I wasn't uh, it didn't have anything to do with it other than see it be assembled in the shop. But uh, you know, very complicated, difficult shot apparently to get. The yo-yo is <laughs> wonderful, and then oh my god! Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this the, one, it's the noises he's making that make it really yeah. horrible, I think. So that's a gnarly piece of work there. There's yeah. a reverse shot for you. There we go. There's Chuck right in the plaid, green plaid shirt. That's Chuck. Nice. So the yeah the uh, the sub the subplot here of you know oh it's a government thing and even at the time I, I I can't remember how we heard heard these these opinions when we didn't have an internet to go to. So how does it I know these people's reactions maybe like letters to fangoria or something perhaps but uh, but someone pointed out quite rightly is like you know this is still pulling up the old trope of yes we we took it for the andromeda strain idea too it's like we we took a thing we took a common household germ and we shot it into space where it could get irradiated by cosmic rays just to see what would happen and someone quite rightly pointed out it's like well that's random we can simulate cosmic rays in a laboratory that would be 10,000 times more powerful and controllable than anything you would happen to randomly get from space. So, but that's, that's not, not exotic. Yeah. That's not, that's not movie science. You know, that's not exactly exciting for a movie. Now here's a little bit of setup and payoff, you know, way back when he, he kifed the crescent wrench from uh, his friend, the mechanic, uh, going to pay that off. So, The screenwriter had read the screenplay. Yes. <laughs> it's almost as if the screenwriter was good. And would be nominated for Oscars someday. This was written by Frank Darabont. It was. And, Chuck, and, and, and co-written by, by Frank and Chuck, who, who did several projects together, I believe. Yeah, hmm. There was an ampersand, so they worked together. Yeah, That was an interesting factoid. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, well we, the difference we, we between can, the, the word and. Yeah, we, yeah, talk, we talked about Transformers, that. Yeah, I think the ampersand means they were a team, and the and means they worked separately. Yeah. So when it says, Frank Darabont and George Lucas... Yeah. yeah, they never. That had. means Frank Darabont <laughs> wrote it, and then George Lucas rewrote it. That's right. Yeah. Or then David Kep took every screenplay ever written about Indiana Jones, put him into one movie, added Shia LaBeouf, and called it a day. <laughs> and called it a hit, <laughs> big hit, <sighs> big shiny multi mega hit. We're doing another one, guys. Yeah. All right. I like that. I thought, frame. I thought this was a nice little reversal here, where um, you know the fact that she doesn't go with him, you know that uh-huh. you know, that they they don't quite uh, have it in sync yet, you know that, that she he jumps and, and the, oh, but this line, this yeah, line. This, but there's yeah. This is the one what? line where I was like, um, okay, wait, 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 wait. Princess Leia says that. I no, know. Luke says that. Yeah. I, I guess I, that's what you're best at, isn't it? And take care of yourself. I guess that's what you're best at, isn't it? Maybe it's a reference. Darabont I, th- I think it's the f- those things. I guess. I, don't know. I think it's the fact that it. I think it, it worked on the. Back I think it way. worked on the page, probably better than it worked in the performance. Not to take anything away, but it, that's a hard line to land. I yeah, think. and again, we have to be we have to be clear of the fact that we're not giving Star Wars any credit for its writing, right. at least <laughs> its dialogue writing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. When we say something works in Star Wars, <laughs> there's there's a, a we're using real a very broad scale. definition yeah. of works. It's Star Wars works. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Really, Star Wars. <laughs> That's a good. It, does it work? Work or does it Star Wars work? <laughs> yeah. That's a good term. Transformers, uh, Star Wars works. It, no. Well, uh, yes. Transformers almost Star Wars works. But the the suits, the bio suits, are very two thousand one. Mm. With they a triangu- triangular kind they're of. Very, they're very Star Trek, the original series. The, the spacesuits from that. 
Is everything about Star Trek with you, Trey? Pretty much. Uh, so this this is Town Hall of, of Arborville, Abbeville, South Carolina, or, or Louisiana, whatever. Um, but we built it in miniature for our for our scene. And it was a big miniature, too. It was really, really big. Did you have time to paint it or build it to scale? No, we, we did not. Um, I did not. Other <laughs> I people, saw what you did. Don't other worry. people did, yes. <laughs> other people did. But, but there, was a, there was a great – I videotaped it when it happened because to do our blob effects on it – we had to, you know, because the blob is a big bag of slime. Let's never forget the blob is a big bag of slime. So we had to have it come down, and we'd learned from hard experience by this point in the movie that that the thing, you know, vertical was not good for the blob because it would just hang like a big testicle. So <laughs> so if you could put it on an inclined surface, and here goes the here goes the guy being controlled by the by the uh, the queen alien rig. There he goes. Um, so we in, we took the the huge miniature of of town hall and we tilted it backwards at a forty five degree angle and I taped the process of tilting it because I said I know this bad boy's coming down it's going <laughs> to fall over and destroy itself and I want to get videotape on that so but it didn't it didn't and we were successful I fi- and we were able I, if, to do it if I um, recall trivia actually they used essentially the same uh, technique to get the to get once again the slime in Ghostbusters two to go over the museum yeah exactly remain calm. Remain calm. So, uh, and and some people, a lot of we had some crew in common. A lot of th- what we developed on the blob, they they went on to use in Ghostbusters too. Here's the f- makes sense. First appearance of uh, the turtle coming up. Uh, the, <laughs> the rig we called the turtle. Which uh, here's the character that sweet you, Johnny Drama and Turtle. Yeah, in this here, movie? yeah. Here's a character you don't even remember from earlier in the movie, but there she is, dead. Um, <laughs> Who is she? Sheriff she, receptionist. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, she's a, a fellow cheerleader. Now I, oh. I, I wonder. By You're the, right. I don't remember her. Yeah. Not at all. I wonder, by the way, if the uh, the the kid who eventually gets eaten by the blob, his his outfit looks very here, reminiscent. Here comes, here comes the turtle. That's the turtle yeah. right there. Turtle was a turtle was a big hunk of fiberglass. I'm underneath of it, and huh. that's and that's me like sort of pushing my arms out the front there. Uh-huh. And this oh that's a big that's just throwing a blob through a miniature door. <laughs> uh, we tried all kinds of ways to get that work. We tried compressed air and all kinds of stuff. This moment actually was tense for me because I'm like they'll totally yeah. kill that kid. Yeah. I've seen this movie. They totally will. This the first hour. Yeah. Of it. They, they killed they, the sheriff off screen. Yeah. They, they save him saved. and then they're gonna kill the other kid just to just yeah, to mess but, with your head. But that uh, that other kid, his outfit is very reminiscent to Bruce Lee in Game of Death. Or uh, which was then uh, later. Thurman and Kill Bill. Uh, well, that that was that was obviously. <laughs> I was gonna say was thank you, Eddie. That. Oh, but, there we um, go. That's no, a, so I wonder giving, if that's giving a, a big bag of slime out. Yep. So then we we always even even in the making of this movie we joked about how how Meg develops superhuman ability to move a manhole cover with one hand. She's yeah. she's that's some adrenaline. How what what was the uh, how did the uh, shot we just saw of the blob work? Where you we, just sort of piled we, out we, the we blasted it out the door with an air cannon and then kind of reached up real quick through a hole and tried to make it move a little bit at the end. But it really is just a big pile of shit just being shoved but out the door. It looks great because, because again, you're Look at like, it. One, oh. hand, one hand, baby. Yeah. One hand. But Zink. There Man, are, she's good. There are holes in that manhole cover, yeah. which, which and, uh, and presumably a whole right lot of here. grease. This was a fun scene to do. Um, I wasn't I wasn't in on it, but they came back from the set because they, they literally just they just did this. I mean, they, they, the technical articulation is uh, – I was just doing a pitch for a movie – this week, and I was talking about how I wanted to do tentacles because tentacles was a good technology 20 years ago. You can do amazing things with a well-built tentacle, and you know, make your own joke. How are those put together? They uh, they're little. They're like little spines. They're they're little rings and cables, and you just sort of pull the pull the cables taut in different directions, and you can depending on how you tune the cables, you can make them corkscrew or you know go this way or that way or bend opposite, and and you can make one guy one guy got so good with his the tentacle manipulation, um, he, we would do a trick for people who would show off. We we we'd put a can of coke. 
We'd have to open it. He couldn't open it. But we'd have a can of Coke and a glass, and he would the tentacle would reach up, grab the can of Coke, and pour it in the glass, and he put it back down. Well played. Yeah. Do you remember the names? The name of the guy? Mark's a tracking. Way to go as a tracking. So uh, he was a lead uh, lead mechanical guy, and then uh, went on to be Rick. Ba- he built the gram- brain gremlin and a bunch of other stuff. Well, a lot of this, uh, a lot of the ten. I think you talked about this on Little Shop of Horrors, but the tentacle technology is essentially yeah, it's the, it's the really quite uh, quite good. So I was pitching a, a modern movie, and I said, yeah, but tentacles because you can do practical tentacles, and as as digital things go, they're kind of easier than other kinds of things too because they're so sort of formless and yeah. have very simple skeletons. So. So I was pitching tentacles. To this day, I can't get away from the tentacles. But that scene of her hair, they literally just put a little bit of stickum on the tentacles and just grabbed her hair. I mean, nice. they just started snatching up, you know, handfuls of her hair. And I no actually, fun for her, but it worked great. Yeah, and I, I liked, uh, again, kind of her behavior in the scene because she doesn't panic. As soon as she realizes her hair is burning through, she's yeah. like, okay, it'll be a couple seconds, then I'll be out of this. Yeah, exactly. So, I just so she get just away. kind of chills for a second. It's just hair. screaming. So. That guy's a mix of uh, Bill Fickner and the weird nerdy guy in war games who's like hey what's that <laughs> oh eddie Deason. yes Deason. that's what it yeah. is. i saw some adrian brody i saw adrian yeah. brody uh, that, that's where i was gonna go adrian brody's a short motherfucker <laughs> he's so skinny you think he's like 25 feet tall uh-uh <laughs> 22 23 max you know who's the short guy fred ward i just realized that really yeah watching the watching the right stuff suddenly he's like by far shorter than all the other astronauts jeff goldblum true true fact 29 feet tall 29 and a half very tall man. He, he, he's tall. still growing. 29 and a half at last measurement. <laughs> he's Richard Wadlow. Yeah, hey, nice. Ro- Robert Wadlow. Yeah, very good. Oh, yeah? Well, George Washington was 80 feet tall and made of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> Washington, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Weighs a fucking ton. <laughs> Go look it up. <laughs> True that's, fact. That's because, that's because they shot him into space and he was irradiated by cosmic rays. That happened. Oh. Uh, that's not what Colonel... Sh- oh, I don't like the word Colonel. Yeah. What? Why? It's Colonel. Colonel. That's what colonel. it is. And I didn't, I didn't realize this until uh, recently, but in like Revolutionary War days when we were still sort of identifying how we're going to spell shit differently because we're all neat and cool and hip. Because uh, fuck you, England. S's and F's <laughs> were interchangeable. Yeah. Yep. If you if you look at old documentation with the word Massachusetts on it, it's spelled Massachusetts. Yeah, well, the, it the still has the S on written. the end. It was it was a weird thing. It, they weren't interchangeable. It was just a different way that they wrote stuff. Like the S at the end, it would be an S, but in the middle, they could just decide if they liked it better with the F looking S or the regular S. It's cool because at no. that at the well, that's that's one that's actually one theory as to where my name came from, Finifter. Because if you change the you F to be, the S, to be sinister. sinister, you get sinister. Interesting. Brian Sinister. Oh, my God. And now it's time for you to die. <laughs> it always interests me how... It... Wow. You should change it back. <laughs> Brian Sinister. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, we've, we've had mail addressed, you know, spelled incorrectly. There's someone named Brian Sinister that you're getting his mail? No, no. So, <laughs> because people, people still subconsciously like to transpose Fs and Ss. So a lot of people make the second F into an S. And sometimes finister? finister is very common, and mm. sometimes people will change both. Ling- linguistically, fin- finister would be easier to say. I, I took yeah. a I took a course, and on many the, people do on the evolution of of English, and they were related. F yeah. and S sounds. F yeah. S and V all come from kind of the same, kind of the same origin. Area. It's interesting yes. to me. It was originally pronounced <laughs> <laughs> a period in American history that seems so recent, but we still hadn't agreed on how things are spelled. Like a lot of documentation, even uh, governmental documentation concerning Arkansas, was S A W. <laughs> Arkansas. 
When I was a kid, I thought Arkansas and Arkansas were two different states. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're not. I I, they're not. I read an interesting. This, uh, they're, they're both this is a crazy stunt, by the way, yeah. and and no 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 speck of cereal. The shot of know. that that shot where the the motorcycle's going this way and the other guy's going that way and the helicopter. The thing that impresses me is the fucking timing. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get a helicopter to, to go it. over your camera at the same time your guy is falling and then have the other guy be falling too. Yeah. All right, so I'm sure they did it digitally. This is where he goes into the sewer. Now, this is a, this is the first unit shot that I was involved with, where he does the stunt, and uh, they it was all set. They had this piece of sewer pipe they built, this interior sewer pipe. Um, this is the the beginning of that sequence. They had this piece of sewer pipe they built, and they had the blob, big hunk of mostly rubber blob, because it was only going to be seen distant from uh, you know uh, dark in a dark scene, and then some tentacles. I mean, some tentacles dressed into it. The tentacles would flail. And and the, this is, seems seems hard to believe, but uh, apparently this is what happened. The then um, the guy was supposed to do a, like a corkscrew over it. He was supposed to you know the stunt stand in with Meg Go on the back the way, was yeah. supposed to like loop you know like actually shoot around and do a loop to loop around and corkscrew over the top of the blob. Um, and by the time I got to set. Um, they called me in because they needed more puppeteers. They had already like gone through two stunt guys who discovered it wasn't apparently physically possible yeah. to do it, um, and had wiped out. And so they had we had to rebuild the blob so it was on the side of the wall, and he had to just go as far up the side of the wall as he could get. Yeah. But uh, apparently, it's a big deal to get that work. Like for a long time, skateboarders were trying to do that. They had built yeah. like a half pipe loop, yeah. and it took. A day worth of like Tony Hawk or one of those guys trying before he finally did it once and it was a huge deal. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's you know it's hard to do that shit. There's this thing called physics and it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I know, yeah, right? It's, it's, just, it's <laughs> not just a good idea. It's the law. It's the law. <laughs> Trey, did you animate these kids? Now or later? Not professionally. Yeah. Well, oh. Wah, oh. Wah. What? Too soon? They all said ooh and I clapped. Yeah, that's right. I was like, exactly. well played. Yeah. Obi-Wan there was, a, there was a very strict rule on well, the set. Well, I don't want to hear about what the kids are thinking. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to know where these kids are coming from. <laughs> what they're trying to do. They just have to be aggressive, muscular, yeah, and, and busy. busy. I thought you guys showed admirable restraint when I admitted that I knew Shawnee when she was a young girl, and you didn't even go near that, and I appreciate that. I just Thank figured you. you raped her. <laughs> well, yeah, but thanks for not bringing it up. Mm. You're welcome. No, she's very sweet. We, we, I thought there was, floating rats. This cracked us up even in the watching the things. It's like oh, the rats are going boating. Yeah. The rats are like, we, like, like, they're like, hi, how you doing? Oh, God. Yeah. Don't stare at my raft. It's it's cheesy. It's I know. Vival. I know. It's I just cheesy. Cheesy. It's, uh, yeah, it's a cheesy raft. Uh, Obi-Wan's got the jokes rats, again. And then the rats, where the rats gone? No, it's... Uh, I like that. It's, Whoa. Wait a second. No, it's, uh, yeah. it's Ratatouille. This totally works. This is... Good cheap movie making right here. Yeah, with the uh, with yeah. It's terrifying. It's it's air mortars and that's there, it. Something underneath the water that just will get churning. You. I don't yeah. care what yeah. it's doing. Just churning. Doesn't matter what it is. Even at the time we joke like for a small town, this co- this this place has got a hell of a sewer system. <laughs> this is a big ass sewer system, and it's like okay, well, how are they going to save the kid? They're not. <laughs> that kid yeah, exactly. is toast. I'm actually thinking by this point. Uh, all the experience yeah. she's had with the blob, it's like, don't even try to go yeah, for it. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, like, how get sp- what do you think you're going to do? You know, how are you yeah, supposed exactly. to even, you know, it's like the blob is everywhere, so. Yeah. Luke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just let go of me and disappeared. And then this is a great bit. Great bit. Oh, uh, not so 
jeez, that's beautiful. Was beautiful that a puppet? Because it looked like you could see. Uh... It was a. It was a guy. It, it was, was a person a... in a, but in a costume. In a, yeah, in a, in a whole room. Ryan, it was a man in a puppet suit. Yeah. So here's here's Aww. the here's the now here's yeah, the, that, uh, the the sunflower. That feels very yeah. the thing. This was yeah. a whole other thing that I I was not in charge of, and I was like every so often I would go over and look at it and go, oh okay, well good luck with that. So that's not gonna work. Yeah, was your first thought? Because it's like so rigid, and you can just tell it's all mechanical, and I I I wanted to like just get in there with my hands and go, huh, how about that? But uh, they had this whole plan. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very feed, feed me, Seymour. Yeah. yeah, but this this is the moment, again, I'm like, she's she, dead. She could totally die she's, yeah, she's, right now. Yeah. And I don't know where the movie's going to yeah. go from here, but just, uh, it has the balls to do it. The yeah. blob could become so, the hero if it eats enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> now, this was a fun shot. This is a, That's a reverse, and we're doing all of our sort of twisty, turny, naughty you know, stuff there with a little puppet being pulled down in the middle. So, again, we're sort of using all of our tricks that we learned big sewer gratings too i mean how are kids not falling into that giant sewer (laughs) in this town the fact that she just lets go like here's my plan i'm gonna go back down in the water yeah well it's tough chick it's been distracted by the shooting she's (laughs) she's paying attention she's like all right the bullets seem to have distracted that's me a a difficult optical but that was me doing a little little done oh yeah yeah I like this, not the this opti- shot, but yeah, the next whip, one. The little whip crack, which is an optical thing. And, we're, um... and then right here. Oh, oh shit. Air mortars, air mortars. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah, little blue screen ad in there. <laughs> All right, Kevin Dillon. I will, I will go. say. You go, Kevin Dillon. I f- like I said, I feel like this is in kind of the same family as the thing in a lot of ways. I think the thing has better music. This well, one, I was just a this bit... one skews much closer to Killer Clowns. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True enough. Yeah, I was enough. just about to say. Uh, it occurs to me now, and I really want to try it. You could put the, if you timed it out right, the moment, the heroic last third of the escape from whatever just happened, you could put the Indiana Jones theme over it. It would work. <laughs> there we go. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there somewhere, with, hoping a motorcycle doesn't fall on me in that sack of stuff. There's a bunch of us under there waving our tentacles. Oh, so it's like in grade school when you had the parachute thing and you all ran under it. Yeah. So pretty much, except for the motorcycle going upside down on top of you, and it was in a water loud, tank, and it was loud, That's loud, a hard loud. Wipeout they just yeah, had that there. was a hard one. Some pretty ballsy stunts in this movie, and she's broken her arm. No, she hasn't. Dorkman, I want to. Oh, she's fine. Just for a minute, I want to go off on a second thing about the music. I do. I challenge you on the grounds that the end credit song is clearly awesome. It's, we'll get there. It's pretty awesome in Killer Clowns too. I'm just saying <laughs> that is the song that now you're a man was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Game I, over, man. I can't even remember how the they borrowed him from Aliens too. Goes. They totally did. <laughs> Listen to me, Hudson. How do we get? Out? I'm, I know you just showed up in this town tonight for the first time, and I've lived here all my life. But how do you? How <laughs> do we get out of here? <laughs> it's important. Oh, that's it, it is important. Yeah. That's just some guy. <laughs> yeah, no, we important. we kid, but it's important. <laughs> Actually, okay. No, I'm sorry. I yelled. I'm sorry. I yelled. I'm really sorry. But it is just just. I'm really stressed. Yeah, we have fun. It's been a crazy day, and I think we're all just a little. But seriously, how yeah. uh, do you recommend we get out of here? Actually, this is coming up with the great movie lines. Um, in this one, when he uh, he grabs the guy's rocket launcher and says, "This thing work," and the answer is like, "No, I keep it just because it looks badass. It's just a prop. It's not a real. Why would I have a rocket launcher on me? What it possible was not meant reason?" To be, I love this, Doctor Jones, a Jew. <laughs> it totally is. It was not meant to be, Marion. Yeah, it totally is the doctor. I, like, I was like, we got to contain it, close it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you, they could get out before you had to contain it. Now, obviously, he's trying to silence them by just being like, no, we got to. She can do it with one hand. It takes these guys, two guys. Yeah, exactly. Two guys to move this thing. And a truck. I yeah. love this is genius. 
I mean, it's just so simple. What a dick move. Yeah. Just right. like, Close yeah. the manhole cover on him and then park the truck on the manhole. Why? <laughs> well, presumably that's to keep the blob in, but they just happen to have contained yeah. some just humans just so happens that we've also covered up some tricky issues. Yeah. So this is coming up. We're coming up on the scene uh, that uh, is the scene I described, where I, I didn't think it was entirely successful because again it was a mechanical rig. Um, I always called it the ironing board, ironing board blob, or the Christmas tree blob. Where it does look like a Christmas tree of guts. Yeah, it does. Basically. It does because it's so static. And um, and my contribution, I didn't have anything to do. And actually, if you look at it, it again, it doesn't oh, quite. See, it does come back. Yeah, it you doesn't. Take care of yourself. I blew it. Yeah, it doesn't quite. Uh, it doesn't quite show the way how elaborate it was but the the thing hits when it you know it's, it, it blows up in a big column supposedly and then collapses into the street and buckles the street and the cars flip and fly and do all kinds of stuff and um but the that that uh, second in command military guy the, the gruff guy um there's a little puppet of him on the street that and he pulls his grenades just as the blob lands on him and the and the grenades explode inside the blob in the in the, in the following cut um i puppeteered the little guy um, in the in the street, um, which was great because I was under this tabletop, manipulating this tiny little puppet of this guy laying on his back, while ten billion pounds of ironing board slammed down on top of me. So I was like, I sure hope the set holds. And that, that was the third. That was the third take. The guy they wanted to do another take because the people who've been puppeteering the little guy before ruined the take, and so I had to do this whole little. Tried to do this little manipulation with him, and the the whole point was to repuppeteer that little guy. And uh, what I did wasn't that great either, but at least it didn't distract too much. The whole much. man didn't move as if some giant was holding him, saying, "Oh shit!" It, yes, exactly. But it, it it was like three, two, one, action, boom, and just like this massive weight slammed down, you know, on on the other side of the plywood above my head, and I was like, "Well, that's that's it. That's I'm out of the shot. I've just had my little puppet guy has been obliterated." So I don't think what I did, if you look at it, the little guy laying in the middle of the street, I don't think I'm doing anything particularly good, but at least it wasn't eye-catchingly bad, and that's why it made it into the movie. I have a question, because we're running out of movies where you did puppetry. We're about, basically, the short version is, from here on out, it's it's all me, baby, because well, all this is just uh, in your In your street. film experience, I guess we're talking about Team America, The Abyss, and this, for the most part, Pet Cemetery as well, but for those three movies, what's your favorite puppeted moment? That you did. <laughs> what's, what's something that you're the most proud of? There's some stuff in here that is uh, the stuff where you looked at it and go, wow, how'd they do that? I mean, I'm, I've always been pretty happy with that, considering how simple it was. Maybe the way they flap in the abyss, too? Yeah, when I was going happy with the tube. swimming in the abyss. But uh, but I think I like I like some of the stuff we did here. Um, I'm fairly happy with. You know, completely low-tech and often improvised on the spot. Um, you know, I'm just show up and they would say, so today the blob goes down a flight of stairs and plays the piano and uh, thinks about its mom. <laughs> And uh, and okay. And, and then you said no. I said no. The blob does not. The blob no. does not have a motivation. But I just want to be muscular, aggressive, and busy now. Get out of my way because I have things to do. Now I don't know why it went for them instead of the much closer main characters. Yeah, well, because you know the, the universe keeps track of good and evil. Now we, we did were, you do this? Uh, we the, were, the guy I, getting I, yanked I, under. I, I rehearsed this in the shop where we did it with with a bunch of us with blob gloves reaching up inside the costume, uh -huh. and there was a hysterical uh, test daily of the guy because he couldn't stop laughing because we're basically feeling him up. You know, uh -huh. we got, he's got ten people with their hands up his pants going, "I'm the blob." <laughs> but I, I really um, like the um the once he is filled with blob. Just yeah. the, the the force of him getting yanked. Yeah, under. the snap down and the gun snaps yeah. in half is a nice bit. What would have been great would, uh, is if he got ripped out, the suit was still there, uh -huh. but you just saw him get ripped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, actually, if you look at uh, when the fireball goes off, I remember I wasn't again. I wasn't there, but I remember they mentioned that they were running really late that night, and you can see that the the sky is actually turned blue when the fire mm. when the fireball goes up. The uh, the satchel charge they don't tilt up very far because the sky is already light. It's it's morning, mm. so you can catch a little bit of uh, blue sky, as I recall. And again, this is the kind of thing that you know nowadays you go, yeah, we'll just fix it. You know, but uh, look, yeah, see, sun's coming up. Yeah. But, um, and yet it's not somehow for the rest of the scene. The sun is <laughs> not up. Nowadays they just go, oh, we'll just darken that down. But, you know, we, we had to live with it in those days. We had to just use That's it. why you catch Paul McCrane and say, we have to buy this. Give us a great reaction, motherfucker. That's right. Put your mustache on full, will you? <laughs> Set that mustache Once again, I'm, I'm surprised that nobody was like, oh, yeah, CDC. They totally wear grenades on their lapels. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They come heavily armed and they have grenades. They're not I, even on his lapels. They're just taped to yeah, his chest. I would say a lot of times, too, like I was watching this and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there may be an infection. We may need to give you a shot. I'm like, that's... That's a really that, that's a good way for like terrorists to kill a town. Be like, oh yeah, some yeah. Ha- just dress in CDC uniforms. Oh yeah, some happen. Okay. We gotta give you all shots. Okay, yeah. and then just everyone get in the town hall. And pump everyone with anthrax. You, you get a cookie. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you. I'm not responsible work. if someone yeah. takes. All right, that idea. so brace yourself for the ironing board that. blob. Here it comes. And uh, that was a tough one. Now, too, where's your little guy here? It's uh, he's, he's uh, when you see the ironing board, he's laying right in the center of the frame, and the uh, there he is down there. See his little tiny guy? Oh, there, he's just like a <laughs> tiny little white guy. That's all he is. Nice. So, hey, hey, whoa, hey, boy! Hey, now with tiny little white guys, you know they crack me up. That was, you know, the puppetry didn't bother me because he only had a second. Yeah, because he's only on frame. I didn't really see him move. Yeah. This, is, this is me. I'm under there. And we're doing thing with, with little light bulb gags underneath there. This is uh, that. I don't think that one was me. That's not me there. Trey, why don't you use the blob as your avatar picture? This is a fun one. This is stop mo. One of the future stop mo scenes. That'll appeal to guys. I love the fact that he's literally flattened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell this guy later went the mask. Yeah. Disgusting. It's a very cartoony thing. So we, we, and then they're like, oh, this guy. What, what? Darabont loves this character. He does. He, he does. uses him a bunch. Yeah. So, okay, so these guys here with the... Uh, now, I think, as I recall, this was never particularly clear that the blob plugs this guy's thing. The, what? The, the blob, yeah, like, not... yeah, the blob, like, supposedly plugs his thing and his tank explodes. I think that's how it's supposed to have happened. We never okay, let's see. quite got it particularly clear <laughs> that that was what it was. So there I am. That's me. So that's, that's the turtle. That's, yeah, it just hits him, and yeah, there we go. So uh, yeah, that's it, pretty you know, that's yeah. clear enough. So, so this is the turtle, and you'll see the turtle rig pretty much the whole time. Turtle was just a fiberglass dome, um, had a rubber street that would peel away in front of me, and uh, and I would be sort of sticking my arms out the front with blob covering them and just kind of motivating it, and then we'd stick tentacles out, and uh, there we go. That's me. Um, that that was a that was a test shot that they ended up going. Oh, that's good. That works. The timing's works. We'll just use it in the movie. I remember that. So this is all. This is all. You know. uh, apparently, uh, also the uh, that the priest Del Close um, was just straight. He did the burn. It wasn't, uh, from what I understand. I, I trip, believe. Yeah, he, I believe well, that's wasn't true. A stunt man. He I did believe the he did. Burn. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's me. And a lot of times we do this as a reverse. We'd, we'd have extra blob on top, and we'd haul it off as we went backwards. Ah. And that's why you get this sort of tumbling waterfall effect. That's nice. Well. It, yeah. <laughs> And I think we're coming up on the, the tilted shot where we're going, the thing's climbing up the columns of the of the town hall, and that was like one of our tilted shots. There we go. Yeah, so this is all reverse. This is all just reverse stuff. And here we go. The reason, here comes Chekhov's gun. Bum, bum. <clears throat> I thought you just were going to go, dun, 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 dun. I like how we were all going to do it again, but I, like copyright, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also like how everyone is actually useful. 
No one's like, ah! yeah, this just is running a, in circles. This town like, is All right, tight, fucking. man. They've had some good disaster training in this yeah. town. This is not New Orleans. Well, <laughs> different part of Louisiana entirely. Yeah. So far, such a different part of Louisiana, it's basically Pennsylvania, Yeah, as it turns out. This is the one town that did okay in Katrina. Yeah. We dealt with Blob. We yeah, can deal with they water. That, that'll be the so next ready. sequel of the Blob. It'll be this fucking BP scare. Yeah. Giant clumps of... There was a turn. There were, they were actually going to be... Here goes, there goes oh, Paul McGrain. This, this is a, uh, it's a tricky bit. Oh, man. This is the whole thing with he, his legs are in the front, and then they have oh, false legs oh. going out, and so this, he's just sliding them. That's always brutal. It's a great they, do, they do a similar gag in 13 Ghosts. Yeah. And it's just I, was in a, I was in a theater, and people go, oh, they do that with a guy with no legs. Um, <laughs> which is funny because there is a guy with no legs coming up. There's a, an actor named Noble Craig, uh, I believe is his name. Noble? Noble, who, um, who is uh, – hey, you also see him in Poltergeist 2. Turns out – Kind of an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is—they're actually doing this. This almost killed me. They're actually hosing me down. That's me right there. That's me being hosed down with borax and like soap flakes and and nasty, nasty stuff. And uh, here I am getting a truck slammed into me. <laughs> this is—that's me right there, right in the was front. That like one that's, of those ow, ow. <laughs> they hit me how with. Big, a, how big was the truck? They hit me with a toy truck. Is it was about uh, three feet long. Wow. So. Is that why you have a truck shaped dent in your that's head? That's why I have, that's where I have that snowplow shape in my for, in my face. You know, that's when I got it. That's yeah, there I am. Look, I'm I'm gonna eat him. I'm gonna eat him because I am pissed, man. I am so pissed. That look that almost you can almost see you like crawling. Yeah. That, that, that but that's it's just my hands. Yeah. I'm just like through a hole in the street I'm I'm shoving <laughs> this piece of blob forward. But it, I had the I had no, that truck. There, I had man. that truck for years. I kept it. That, that wrecked truck, I had it. It does have a very um that episode of Star Trek: Devil in the Dark, where it's the oh, I was Horta totally channeling the Horta. I wanted to write "No Kill Eye" in the street. It was great. <laughs> nice. So here's nice, uh, yeah, thank right you. That, now, this, I love here's, this is Noble. This is Noble Craig. He has he has one one arm and no legs, and and so and the effect is unfortunately really wasted. I mean, you know, you could do a lot with that guy. Yeah, and oh yeah, you could totally have done that with a normal guy. Yeah, and they could they could really have made a bigger Just, deal. Out have of you him. met that actor before? I've never met him. I it seems like, like this that she has trouble yeah, that she with has it, the, and the then, safety. Then this is that's that's a uh, I did that shot smacking the that was a miniature uh, a miniature that we added. She gets a great little Sarah Connor. She Ella does. Ripley she gets to have here. a full on. She thing does, here. but then they screw it up. Like they make her do this face plant. Well, the, the but thing. the face plant is fantastic though. Yeah, it's I a fantastic that. stunt. But yeah. I was like, oh, so that's, that's that, that, now great... you can see the blob is well, getting kind of drapey. Perfect. The blob is getting kind of drapey that. there. Yeah, go she's not Shawnee. an action hero. She's go just like, Shawnee. I'm she's do a, what yeah, I she's a cheerleader well, for Christ's sake. Well, neither was Ripley. Ripley so, wasn't an action hero at the beginning of Alien. But at least she had some, you know, training. So this 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 stunt makes she me. She even just gets cr- the kimono. Oh, oh man, that hurts. Yeah, but <laughs> it's the fact that she has the kimono, yeah. son of a bitch line, and then immediately yeah, the shot the face plant. plant. How how did that work with the little white part coming out? That's uh, that literally was just uh, that was that's my fist going like this. And again, was, is, was there a reason that? Some of it is pink and some white. Was no, it's just a... that that piece was a different color, okay. and I just came out from under. And the director, your director, just kind of dug it. So uh, this is again, we're sort of pulling blob curtains off, and you know, in play, playing it in reverse, and so on. There's a little trouble with depth of field in that; it doesn't quite sell. This and this explosion, uh, this is a this big flip of the explosion is is me. That's me there, but my big moment. Did yeah. you really explode? Didn't it really explode? That's an optical. And exploded. I exploded, and then I froze. <laughs> And then I got all frozen and crystallized. I'd be really concerned about that snow if I didn't know how it worked. I'd be like, yeah. it might all be blob now. The, the, yeah. Let's not let yeah. it touch us. Blob snow. Yeah. Right here, I just want the Home Alone theme. 
Dun, 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 dun. So everyone got little little souvenir crystals of the blob. So anyway, yeah, when they were shooting the the miniature uh, snow on me, it was borax and, and AB smoke and all kinds of toxic stuff. There's a shot where the blob, that shot where the blob is coming toward the camera's POV, and it's motivating and motivating. The turtle was again there was this fiberglass dome that would kind of lift up a little bit. Um, there's a scene where I, one of the outtakes is um, right as the, as the blob gets to camera. Um, the the shell flips up like the like the like the lid of a tank, you know, like the the hatch of a tank. And there's me going, stop, fucking stop, because I'm just kidding. I can't breathe. They're hammering me with borax underneath this thing, and I'm like, hey. So it was great in dailies because blah 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 blah. Trey, big face and camera, like stop. Were you a smoker at that point? I've I've, I've been a smoker since birth. All right, that's why I have this youthful figure. So oh, he's gonna watch that black man just walk off into it's the just, wise distance. Yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah, just fade away. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta have faith. We did that. We, you, that's your truck. Where have <laughs> yeah. you been? It's, and it's, we it's entire yeah. movie. You just gotta have faith and a big improbable snowmaking yeah. truck. And, and explosives. And explosives. And a cheerleader. Brought here by some branch of the government or and another. A cheerleader who's willing to use them properly. Yeah. Finding a cheerleader willing to use anything properly <laughs> is a really, lucky day. It's, yeah. It's a big day. And you have Again, with the mind. Frank Darabont. This is a very cra- Frank. the crazy Christian evangelical this, you can just sort of stuff. see the Frank Darabont activity. I love story. that half of them were like fucking crazy and half of them were like, yeah, oh, yeah mm-hmm. preach it, preach it, preach it. <laughs> and the last little effect here, I wasn't, I wasn't involved in the last little effect, but it was actually very clever. It's a, it's, a, it's a fake hand, and up through the hand are these little control rods that they use to manipulate this little actual scale lump of blob. And it's just these little, little. Why couldn't that be a real hand? Because it has to. Because you have, you to, have to manipulate. You have to manipulate the blob inside oh. of a glass it's, jar. It's 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 uh, again similar to the thing, the uh, the uh, blood thing, when he when he pokes the blood yeah, and it leaps exactly. Out of the... So the rig is the is yeah. buried in the in the fake hand. Is there a blob too? They're not not a direct sequel to this one. No, they were going to remake the blob. Actually, yeah. uh, Rob Zombie that was attached to make I, the blob. I actually, yeah. I see and but. But literally this week, on Tuesday of this week, hmm. it's it's September 25th now, it was September 22nd, that, that they uh, uh, announced it. And I thought that was funny because I was Googling it, and I was like, this just happened two days ago. Wow. Um, Rob Zombie was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do another thing because I'm sick of remakes. For, I, should for probably, I should probably campaign so, to do the blob because yeah. uh, there you go. So, yeah, so it's a little thing with plastic tubes, and they just kind of manipulate it around. But the hand itself is uh, – you can even see the rig underneath yeah, the hand Yeah, you can see there. it moving a little bit yeah. in there. So, um, yeah, so there you go. Um, I ran into Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell, years later when I was working at uh, Tippett, came up to talk about a movie that I don't think ever happened. And uh, and he, I said, hey, Chuck, it's you know, been a while. But, uh, and he, said, he mentioned, he said, uh, wow, we're about, we were about five years too early. We, 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 you know, we should have done that, waited five years and then done that movie with computer graphics. Because, hmm. you know, computer graphics slime is, is you know. So so much easier now. I I don't think that would have worked in '93. I, agree. I think it would have worked yeah. now. I th- I think this is. I mean, they talk about a blob remake. I'm like, what could you do better? Yeah. Not a lot, <laughs> quite no, honestly. Well, you, I mean, me, it reminded me. That some of the sequences in this remind me of Evolution, which had a giant CG blob. Evolution, exactly. very the same. Yeah. Now let's let's uh, you know let's let's get ready because I have I have one not one but two credits. You have two credits, and so does Eusterman. That's right, Mike Fink. Yay! And you, you and actually you actually mentioned this is. That you carried this credit over to the yeah. Abyss. This is my same yeah. credit. Your movement the designer, right? Movement and I was designer. looking. I was 
if you had a third credit in here, Trey, I was going to call bullshit on the fact that <laughs> I almost had three credits in Moby Dick. Uh, okay, fair enough, yeah. The, uh, you're the, lucky. I Trey, I the chat it. room is saying great job, good stuff. It's gross. Disgusting. Thank you, chat room. One guy's masturbating. Well... Can you turn off your camera? He's sir? the one saying "gross, disgusting." <laughs> yeah, but exactly. he's really talking <laughs> I'm to him. Yeah, I'm gross. I'm terrible. It's okay. I, I he had a Catholic me. upbringing. So, so it was actually it was very nice of them. I think it was I think it was Mike Fink who wanted to do that because he wanted me to have a more upfront credit than just down with the puppeteers. Uh-huh. And so you know, something that was a little more because they you know so much of the time more weighty. Yeah, so much it, of the, so much of the time it was like me at DreamQuest figuring it out, and then when they suddenly hired thirty more people to finish the second unit, they said. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Jim. Woohoo, Jim. Um, and Bob McKee, who was a friend of mine for many years, um, passed away not that long ago. Um, that, that he wanted, you know, that I had developed so much of this weird low tech blob technology that, and then been in charge of all these puppeteers that, uh, that, that he wanted me to have a more supervisory credit. Yeah. So we and came it, up it, with, uh, you I'm know. turning up the song in our headphones. It's oh, not, oh, okay. That's right. That's right. I remember it's a great, uh, hair metal song. It's, Absolutely. it's nice. Wow, Conway, represent. It's nice also because it makes you seem like you were. <laughs> movement design baby and of course all these names you know it makes you seem like you memories. were involved in in first unit yeah it does it does <laughs> like you were did all of those shots yourself practically james yeah. usterman like and, and, then, head and head puppeteers yeah. i'm not uh, plotting this time for that I, shit this time at golf club oh all these people i remember so well cool Good times, good times. This movie fucked is... Her, fucked her, yeah. fucked him. <laughs> need it, need it, got it, got yeah. it, need it, need it, got it, got it. Blob Wranglers, by the way. People have joked about that title ever since, Blob Wranglers, and, and Blob Wranglers are people who weren't quite puppeteers. They literally just had to haul the slime to set and pump it up every day, and it was just a you know, thankless job. The so, gross grips. Yeah, right. exactly. So it was worse than being a, a regular Blob yeah. puppeteer. I can, I'm not a member of the horror fan community, and there are, I know there are great waves Stuart of people... Beattie, doesn't he, that he uh, that get together oh. and watch terrible horror movies and shit like that, and I can imagine this Great being team. high in their yep. echelon. For me, it's just a crazy little movie that apparently happened and apparently Trey worked on. Yeah, Brian learned a great deal. Yeah, a great great example of of the horror craft and the eighties craft. Joe's goes a little. Joe Joe was with the All Effects at the time. Okay, sorry. Great fun movie, and, and great to see uh, Frank Darabont, you know, in proto Darabont, so yeah. to speak. And see uh, Jurassic Darabont. Yeah, <laughs> and see like even then, even on like a kind of just crazy '80s slash '50s horror creature movie, you know, the uh, setups and payoffs, you know, always working there, and um, and uh, reversals whenever you can get away with it. Cool, Dorkman. Come on, you loved this movie. I did. I, I I still do. It's it's a great, like you said, it's a great example of of '80s horror. It's a great example of what horror ought to be. A lot of like a keep kind of harping on it. Every time I, I say I like horror movies, they're like, oh, I don't like that. There's all the blood and the stabbing and, you know, the <laughs> saw and whatever. I'm like, I don't really consider that horror. You know, horror is is a fucking giant stomach imploding someone in a in a phone booth. That's <laughs> yeah, horror. That's horror. You know? Um, and uh, there's... I, I wish... I just wish people made more of them <laughs> these days. You know, something something genuinely, it's like... This is happening to people, not characters, but people, you know. And um, I empathize because I have no choice but to. Exactly. And it's and it's scary and and horrifying, but it's and and it puts me in the situation of like what what if something like crazy like that happened? Um I don't see enough movies like that. Um and and I would really like to uh, as opposed to just wincing when someone gets stabbed in the eyeballs with needles or something. <laughs> um so um yeah, I think it's I I think it's great. I you know, 
I'm I'm almost glad I didn't see it until just now because <laughs> it, just in the sense that it's like I've gone so long without seeing a really great movie like this that I'm like oh finally another one <laughs> I can pretend it just happened. It's it's like discovering that your favorite author wrote another book that you didn't know. Yeah, about. yeah. exactly, exactly. Oh, wow. So uh, it's it's uh, it's great. Trey, it's, how it's much like, did you do on this menu? This menu is so bad. It's just <laughs> terrible. It, it just shows how little they care because there's not one real. There's not no special features at all. I yeah, mean, well, hey, they they. Have theatrical trailers, yeah, and for like sub- Monsters Inc. and, and Harry Potter yeah, Five, and, and subtitles in Thai for some strange reason. Yeah, but um, the Blob Man, the Blob Man. It's I I, I can't tell you how uh, you know how validated I feel that uh, you know the next generation is appreciating it as a as an unsung uh, uh, gem worth worthy of appreciation. It certainly was not the case at the time. Um, so we're you know pretty soon I'll be making those Fangoria convention. He was the blob man. Did you I didn't even notice this. Look at the menu on the bottom right. It's just yeah. like a hole. Yeah, yeah. It's a hole it, with texture going past. It could very well. Is that the worst? I don't know. For it could very well have been burnout at the time. Maybe there were a lot of these movies then, and they were like, oh god, I fucking another yeah, one. It just whatever. didn't go that well. But I, I the, for me personally though, the blob was you know such a huge opportunity, and my you know just I learned so much, and my first time really working with a director to talk about shots and how we could do things and going to dailies and understanding that process and and being part of a visual effects house and seeing how they went through their process um, and managing people and being in charge of a crew, which I was terrible at, but you know got better at and uh, you know just such a huge uh, leap in my in my career to to have gotten to do this movie i mean we didn't even get to the story of how i got the job which uh, could be the out let's do that which could be the out if we want to hear that story but i just done, i done a live uh, live um stage show before this uh at the queen mary that that i wrote and produced and directed and uh, i hired a guy to was that pink five no no that was uh, it was about the queen mary and uh, I hired a guy to build the set. It was a very elaborate set. And he took my money, and he didn't build the set. And he just defaulted. So I got someone else to build the set and cost me a lot of extra money to, to get And the show was fine. But then I decided I would sue the guy, which was a new thing for me. I was going to sue this guy who you know took $10,000 and then didn't do anything. I thought, hey, you can sue people for things like that. So I went to sue a guy. I got In myself. fact, I do believe that is the point. I do believe you can do that. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I, I got myself an attorney, and the attorney said, "Okay, you got to find out where he's working now, and you got to well send a guy to serve papers on him." Um, and I found out through through friends of friends that uh, he was working on the in the shop of this new movie called The Blob that they were making. So I I got the phone number. So I call. I'm suddenly curious. I call the wow. blo- I call the Blob shop. I call the number. Someone answers the phone, and I say, "Hi, what's your address?" And they said, "Why do you want to know?" And I didn't want to say, because I'm suing one of your guys. So I said, oh, because I wanted to send a resume. And the person said, yeah, okay, hold on. And I figured he's going to get back to me and give me the address or whatever. And uh, then there's a mo- moment passes, and then the phone picks up. And this is Lyle Conway. Oh, cool. And, and I was like, uh, did you know that name at that point? Oh, yeah, because a little shop of horrors guy. Are you kidding me? And uh, and so he's like, uh, can I help you? I'm like, um... <laughs> well, I want. Um, I'm calling just to see if you're hiring. Oh, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a puppeteer, and then oh, well, you got a you got a uh, reel or something, resume you send in. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, yeah, send it in. So uh, I got the address. So I sent a guy to serve papers on the guy, um, and I also sent in a reel and resume. Um. So before 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 we uh sent the guy to serve papers on my target at the blob shop. Um, I got a call from them going, yeah, well, yeah, can you come in? Can you come in on, uh, you know, Monday or whatever? Start on Monday. 
yeah, okay. I get there on Monday. Um, I find out that the guy we were serving papers on, we couldn't serve papers on him because he quit. The reason he quit was because he walked into Lyle's office. He saw a package <gasps> to Lyle with my name on the return address, figured that was me suing him, quit on the spot so that he wouldn't be <laughs> sued. Lyle never looked at my demo tape, never even read my, my resume or anything, because my friend <laughs> Bill, who I already knew, Bill Corso, said, oh, Trey Stokes, oh, he's awesome. You should totally hire him. And he was like one of Lyle's right-hand men. So didn't get to serve papers on the guy, didn't have any intention of working on the blob. Did you, did you basically take this guy's job? No, that, he was a mechanical was guy. Some, he was okay, a different. builder. He was a builder. But uh, he quit because he thought I was coming to sue him, which I was, but <laughs> didn't. And Lyle never looked at my resume, and I uh, got the job on the blob because I was trying to sue a missed. guy who wasn't working there. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, but that's literally how it started was, uh, what's your address? Why? Because I want to send a resume, which was a total lie. It was just uh, something to say. <laughs> then I ended up sending a resume. Very cool. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Click that iTunes button, get a brand new episode every single week. If you buy this DVD at our store, we get like a buck. And by the way, this is really insanely cheap. And this is a great yeah. commentary. Awesome so deal. listen to it again. It's like a $6 DVD. It's great. Yeah. There's also a big shiny donate button. We're not asking. We're just saying. <laughs> we're, the telling. we're telling you now. The we're telling you this. and chapter links were provided by Matt Feta Veda. Thank you very much. And iTunes users have probably appreciated that. If you're not an iTunes user, why the fuck aren't you? And if you're not at the live shows, why aren't you at those either? Downinfront.net slash live every Sunday or Saturday. Go to the forum first. When the we forum. fucking feel like it, that's yeah. why. <laughs> the forum. An active Whenever community of smart film people talking about crazy random shit. And a couple of scary loners. But, but but they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. really nice people. We do, we we do all right. We do all right. You can go to Twitter. Just don't or Facebook. give them your address. No. Twitter or Facebook slash Down in Front, and you will find us. Uh, my name is T. Christie. Brian Pinnifer. Mike Scott. And the Blob. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much it's for listening. True. Good night. He is. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I played the title role, man. Represent. You were the titular Blob. I was the titular Blob. <laughs> Trey was titular. As Trey, a, the titular blob. As Lyle, so as that should be that should be the next one. As Lyle, whatever cap, the next one yeah. is, you just say the that. Titular blob. As uh, look it up. These are words. As it's Lyle, even better because the title won't be the blob next time. This is the movie where Lyle, Lyle Conway said to me, uh, "I said, wow, this is probably the only movie where the lead character comes to the set in a bucket." And then he thought and went, "Oh well, Carrie Fisher." So. Friendsinyourhead.com.